What would you say you do here? You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. There are no more shenanigans, no more tomfoolery, no more ballyhoo. think during Gwyneth Paltrow's skiing accident that the guy that apparently kind of went down and in, in, in apparently his skis got between her skis and he fell down that he got a whiff of her vagina oh god I don't know unless he had one of those candles right why don't we have one of those candles here? I the way that she made it sound and I now that it I just read it oh, the accident of the candle the, the, the accident. We'll get to the candle in a minute. <laughs> okay. I've been on the waiting list for like two years. All right. Uh, no, the the way that she made it sound was like that the guy assaulted her. But what it sounds to me like, and I can only equate this to an, uh, something that happened to me once. They're on the bunny a, slope, a, right? Yeah. Or the beginner slope. Yeah, they're whatever. on the beginner slope. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you're talking about a grown man, but also Gwyneth Paltrow is not a small person. She's probably... She's because she's reasonably tall. She's about five ten, five eleven. He's that so, tall? Yeah, oh my yeah. God, and tall. so she's probably a slim, trim, like one sixty. I think she's five, average seven size. Or eight. I I think that she's taller than that. Okay, just based off of all right, like off of what Ethan Hawke had to wear lifts in his shoes when they were in Great Expectations together. I've seen her on Glee okay. next to a bunch of people where she was like towered over all the men. I don't think she looks that, that lanky. I'm just gonna get, well, go ahead. Okay, so Ed, so so he's tall. She's tall. We'll rather. never know unless you measure her in person because actresses. Let's get are her in that, here. Actresses are the yeah. Who's our booking agent? We we, we need to find a booking agent. Those <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow. Okay. I don't know. Anyway. The way she made it sound was that the guy kind of assaulted her when he ran into her. Like, it was an accident at first, but he grabbed a hold of her, right. and they got entangled and involuntarily scissored <laughs> down the slope. <laughs> but I'm also reminded of a time where, uh, you know, uh, do you ever go ice skating? Yes. At a skating oh, rink? Yeah. You know, that public skate, and everybody so, sure. you know, skates in a certain direction, you know, direction all that, right? A direction, uh-huh. certain heading. And so... Um, I remember having a girl who was like, I was probably like 14, and she was probably like 11 or 12, like mm-hmm. not a small child, but but definitely smaller than me. Okay. Just not paying attention and slammed right into me, and to keep her from getting knocked to the ground, probably hit her head or something like that, mm-hmm. I bear hugged her and then set her down, mm-hmm. and her uh, mom came over and was like, what are you doing to my little girl? I'm like, no, 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 no. And the little girl was like, no, 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 he wasn't trying to hurt me. If he wouldn't have grabbed me, I would have fallen down. And the mm-hmm. dad came out and was like, no, I saw it. Thank you. Because mm-hmm. you thought quickly like to do that. And I wonder if he was doing that guy did something like that, and then they got all tangled up. Regardless, right. I still am waiting for my vagina-scented candle from Goop. I'm not even waiting for the candle. I'm, well, waiting, I'm waiting just to be told that I can purchase one. I'm on the right. waiting we, list. We just looked it up, and you said it's still on it's still back order or a wait yep. list or whatever you want to call it. Is it what's the uh, what, web? You said it's Goop? Is that what you said? Yeah, it's Goop. Goop, because uh, I don't know why they don't just why just crank out a bunch of millions of those things. It's, I it's just, I I don't know. It's create demand because it's a seventy five dollar candle. That, that's right, but there's still a wait for it. How many how many were sold? In other words, she she sold out. Probably millions. It was in more the first than a hundred of them or a thousand of them. Probably. I right? would love to have one here at my house. You know, a- everywhere just because right. it would be a good conversation starter. Absolutely. Like you said, funny like, well, conversation. Let's piece. fire it up and see what it smells like. Fill the room with her scent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God. I love her voice. It's, I really do. I do too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always loved Gwyneth Paltrow. Like, 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 like I was uh, uh, telling uh, uh, Trace uh, the other day. I was like, God, I like, like, literally since like the mid nineties. Like, well, I, I wonder what her early, early work was that we'd all recognize. Um, let's see. 
Great Expectations was 98, So, but prior to that was, um, which I love that. I, Great Expectations, I don't know if uh, a lot of you people that, uh, that listen to this podcast assume that I don't read books, but I do like books. And I had the classics pushed on me at an early age, and I've always loved Great Expectations. It's one of my top five favorite books. I think it's a, a great coming-of-age story that also shows that sometimes greatness isn't truly within. It comes from outside as well, and you need help. You know, it's a great tome sure. about all those things and redemption and, and all and love and all that shit and Miss Havisham, the toxic old bat and all that. So but uh, I know she was in Shakespeare in Love, which was before that. OK. And I'm trying to think of what other. Oh, uh, seven. That was ninety five. Oh, yeah. yeah. What's in the box? Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina candles in the box. Her box is in the Stop box. it! I'm didn't, I didn't stop do, it. I didn't do it. She started it. <laughs> she started it. Oh, now you sound like the guy on the fucking bunny slope. She started it, <laughs> sir. You involuntarily scissored an Oscar-winning actress. And he, he sued her. <laughs> right? Yeah. Apparently, he ran into her and he sued her. Well, he was also ancient. I think he probably shattered most of his lower body or something. I'm like, hey, like it just like maybe it just, don't go skiing at 75. Go to Florida like everybody else. Like it just snapped like a stick of chalk or something. Like it just. <laughs> And powder, like powder actually like, came out of his like a pretzel rod. Yeah, powder actually dispersed from his from his ski pants. Oh my from, god, from the chalkiness. He doesn't have marrow left. He just has powder. <laughs> <laughs> I love how we're so pro Gwyneth Paltrow that we like. The, I'm pretty sure that this guy's just a shitbag, and we love Gwyneth Paltrow that he, much. He had to be. It just you know that's just ridiculous. Well, he also knows that she's, you know, damn near a billionaire, I'm sure. She probably thought that he did it on purpose so she could be... I wonder if he knew it was Gwyneth Paltrow when he ran into it. Oh, I bet he, he did. Oh, I bet so? he did. Yeah, well, you can smell it from this candle. Because <laughs> I, I recognize that smell anywhere. She must be oh up my here God. somewhere. Smell like my wife's candle. <laughs> oh, my God. That's another... Never mind. So there we go, yeah. I'm trying to go back. I'm going back to her early, early, early stuff. Her filmography. Oh, shit. Was she she in? was in Hook. Oh, she played young Wendy in a flashback. She barely had a speaking role, but that's yeah, that was ninety one. How old is she? I don't know. Old, About forty. Uh, maybe? she's older than that. Forty five. She's. I bet she's forty five. I bet you she's fifty. Really? Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's uh seventy two. So what is that? Um, <laughs> she's seventy two. Nineteen seventy two. Oh, never mind. Nineteen seventy two. So she's she'll be. F- 40, She'll be 51 50, in September. 51. Yeah, you're be, right. She's 50. Yeah. I said 45. Okay. Yeah, she'll be 51 in September. Yeah, that's... Uh, <clears throat> I thought it was kind of funny that that guy sued her, and he was the one who ran into her. And then she's like, he definitely fucking copped the feel or whatever she said. And I'm like, what? I wonder if she... That also sounds believable, because it's, she, it's like, oh, hey, you're Gwyneth Paltrow. I loved you in Shakespeare in Paris. Honk, 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 or Shakespeare in love, <laughs> rather. Honka, honka. I wonder if he uh, or she countersued him for the stupid lawsuit. Uh, it says the, the last uh, little thing was a story from yesterday that I popped up on Google News. It mm-hmm. says that he might be on the hook for very expensive... Uh, legal, legal fees, fees. Yeah. yeah, which I would mean, be kind of funny. The, the jet fuel alone for her to travel back and forth, it's going to bankrupt him probably. Yeah, so. I, I wonder where she lives. I don't know who's she married to these days. She was married Who's to the she guy. Where does she live? Where, where, where <laughs> the going fuck? On? Is, oh, Joe's going to go back on the little. I am going back device, on, on, the my, magic. on my device, my magic device. I'm going to find this out. Well, you know her 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 parents are right. I used to. God, it's damn Blythe it. Danner and Bruce Paltrow. That's right. Um. 
Of course, her most recent semi-rolls would be semi-rolls? The semi-rolls. Semi-rolls. That sounds like a dessert, right? You gonna, you want a semi-roll? Yes, semi-rolls? I would love a semi-roll. Yes. <laughs> Is it sweet? Semi-sweet. It's a, it's a savory or sweet semi-roll. Do you have uh, <laughs> the variety? Um, so why Joe's looking that up? Which is, by the way, it's Tuesday. This is the first time we've recorded on Tuesday in a while. So It's true. So we're just experiencing. We're not going to go into this detail and all, but, of course, the historic day of uh, the former president being indicted and uh, now he's uh, spoken at Mar-a-Lago, and I don't really give he's, a shit. He, uh, he's just actively inciting riots. He is. He was told not to, but he's going to say, fuck it, I'm going to go. So we're, we're just wondering. We're not going to get into the conversation. We're just wondering if he's doing it on purpose to become a martyr or he's, is, or he's a plan this. Like, hey, let's just do this and get all kinds of attention in marketing. You know, for me to. I mean, uh, you're you're, t- you're guaranteed free advertising oh, yeah, for your cause if you if you're a former president and you go to jail. Yeah, absolutely. But if you if I mean, you were told point blank by a judge not to do certain things, and you do, and it, you do two it two or three hours that's, later. That's contempt of court. Yeah. So I've been told that by two different attorneys now. So what's going to happen now? You said that you you read that that's what he did. I did not see his uh, speech down in Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, so no, no that idea. that happened like while we were bullshitting about right whatnot. But you read it on Reddit or something? Did no, it come no, no, actual news source. Oh, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, I the crazy times. We've been talking about this since we started this podcast because we started recording at the tail end of 2016. Yes, we did. So we've gone through the tail end of Obama, Trump getting elected, Trump serving for four years, the all the media circus and everything around that, ever, the the belly aching on bo- both sides, and two impeachments and this and that and the other, and, all, and now it looks like it's kind of like it, like it's funny. I was talking to my mom about this the other day, and she goes, "Well, do you think they got him this time?" And like, if they did get him on something, it's going to be tax stuff or it's going to be campaign finance stuff, right? Because Al Capone physically murdered multiple people right and they only caught him on tax evasion <laughs> and he right. died of syphilis well, this in prison is the first of four of the things too he's got other or three other oh yeah oh yeah there's more out. stuff and i don't know like i i i want so i the the thing is is i hear people on 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 the right like i, I anybody who does bad shit should be brought up on charges tried and and convicted if and it proven you know through our justice system right but our justice system is flawed you have judges that want to make a name for themselves because they think that they're going to be sure. on the supreme court in 10 Absolutely. years and that's on both sides yep so you've got a lot of people saying well this is an activist judge they want to do this he's a democrat he hates trump and da, da, da. that all might be it might be true that might that all might be true mm-hmm. but that's why he's being tried for in front of a jury of his peers because otherwise you would have judge, jury, and executioner as one right. person. We don't have that in this country. And other people, I've read the, well, assuming everything you read is reasonably true, but the other people have gone to jail for this. Yes. They have gone to jail. Well, and at the heart of it, from what I can figure out that I've talked to, and I did ask, I'm, this is just me talking out my ass. Like I talk, I actually brought this up to two different lawyers, one who's on the tail end of retirement and one who's like in his mid-20s, so he's mm-hmm. on the new shit. So little experience, but has the new legal shit going on straight out of law school and one guy who's very experienced. And they both said the same thing, that because Michael Cohen already served his time for this. Yes, he did. For the exact same thing. For the the same same thing. thing, Right. This could stick. This really could stick because Mm -hmm. Michael Cohen was doing what his, his, uh, his, uh, his client asked him to do and told him to do. What he did was illegal. Mm-hmm. And also another thing I found out about this is that if you if you commit a misdemeanor and then you commit another misdemeanor to cover up the first misdemeanor, they both become felonies. Oh, no shit. Yes. 
and that's not in just New York State. You write that's that like down to make sure I remember state. this. Just remember that. Paul, do not. Yeah, it's like if you did something mildly illegal, like a, like did, yo, let's say uh, you uh, <laughs> let's say you tried to bribe a cop that pulled okay. you over. This is this. It was broken down to me like this. This simple. I wasn't cop, trying to bribe him. I was just trying to give him tickets to a, the. Never mind. The ballet. What? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I was just, I'm kidding. So you get pulled over and you're going say ten over the speed limit. You're looking at getting a uh, ticket and you try okay. to bribe the cop. Guess what? Is that a misdemeanor? Those both become felonies. Oh, because the so ticket, not only were you speeding, the, but then you tried to bribe a cop, and that's oh. your you tried to do a, you committed another crime to try and cover up the first one. I didn't know that. I learned it's something. Today. Fa- I was like, I didn't know that, but I'm glad that that exists. This is good information to know. Yeah. Also, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, that just compounds the shadiness because you know that you're guilty, so then you do something else bad that's illegal mm-hmm. to cover up the, the the guilty thing. So Michael Cohen has already gone to prison for this. Right. Served it's his a, time, and he's out. Thing, yeah. And people like, are really pissed at him, though, because they're saying he's now he's a rat because he was supposed to... You know, people are people that I know that are pretty hard right are going, that's bullshit, that fucker should have opened up his mouth. He was loyal to Trump, and now he's squealing. He was loyal because of the paycheck. Right. There, it's but like now a, he's squealing, so now like, he's, he, he's now a rat because he's ratted Donald yeah, Trump well, out. That's the, they're saying. The, 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 the caliber of humans calling him a rat, nah, I wouldn't really lend too much credence. Right. However, the right. man's life is effectively over. Yes. You know, and now he makes his money speaking sure. about the re- and reliving all the shit that he did that was wrong. Right. But because that precedent has already been set in relation to this case, there's a chance that th- out of 34 charges, the fact that all of them would be uh, uh, dismissed, I don't think so. Yeah, something's probably gonna gonna stick. Something's yeah, so I don't know. It, we're in some wild fucking times because and the whole Georgia thing in particular. There's, there's that, all that the Georgia going thing on. is like and the documents and yeah, whatever on yep. and on. And there are true. There are people that want to see him go to prison. I I don't like the whole thing. You know, it, it's a sad state that the country is in. Regardless, you know, I, I wish that again. I I strongly believe, and now it's more of a serious topic we're talking about now. But I, I believe the reason he became president was be. Because of Hillary Clinton, amongst other things. Yeah. So many people hated her for very good reason. Yes. I was not a fan of Hillary Clinton at all, but that's that's what we had. And that was and he was something different. He was you know, Trump said, I'm gonna be I'm I'm different. I'm gonna drain yeah. the swamp. I'm gonna all right, good luck. I hope you can. But it to me it turned into kind of a not a such a positive much much in swampier. my opinion. So there you yeah. go. So uh so it's kind of a sad state. We can get, we'll see how strong the Constitution is. No, that's what it's all and about that's, anyway. And that's why I want to see I want to see this whole thing through. And I hope that it I hope that it does prove that our judicial system is not completely fucked. Yeah. Because the balance in the system being like, especially with a grand jury, is a is you're, you're being tried by a, a, a jury of your peers. The judge is there just as the moderator. And if he gets a good defense and he can he can break all these are get then fine. Yeah. If if we can think it's a then fair Then the DA the DA fucked up yep. and the judge fucked up right. and uh, and, that's, and they and that's what you get. When you yep. if you don't do a good enough job, if you fucked around and now you're finding out. That goes on both sides though cuz Donald Trump has been fucking around and not finding out for, for a long, long time. Long, he kind of owned ish it, New York and he knew yeah. he, he was there his father was there, he was yeah. there. He knew all the ins, politically ins and outs of But who, he's also who to know he's and, also admitted it too like that first debate that you know Dave Chappelle talked about. Right. Where he said when Donald Trump was like I know the system is rigged. Right. And I take And then they asked it. him like yeah. why how do you know Mr. Trump? How do you know that the system is rigged? Because I've been exploiting it for years. Right. And we're like, oh fuck, some actual truth coming out of someone's mouth because because right. he's right. 
Yep. And he fully and freely admitted it. But eventually, sooner or later... And by the way, people you know, say he's going in jail for hush money. That's not what it is. That's not. In fact, it's not illegal apparently to pay someone to keep their mouth shut. No, I've not learned at all. This. The problem is he moved money around from his campaign Correct. funds. Yeah. As far as we know, and that's what the charges are. Again, we don't know that what's Michael going on. Cohen already pled guilty to, and they yes. provided pl- that, enough that's where the proof money that came he was and they still covered tried. it up. And that's yeah. where that's where it always is. Where you always get in trouble mm-hmm. is not with the actual thing you did, unless it was murder. You know, it's usually trying to cover it up and and and. The other secondary and tertiary things that go around with that. You think that a giant bloated government that's really bad at keeping track of how much money gets spent on a toilet or a tank Mm -hmm. wouldn't be very good at picking apart campaign finance violations? No. I I was just thinking about that as you were speaking. I'm like, that's. Yeah. Okay. But apparently, again, I want to see good accountability because sure. if, in fact, the judge is biased, the DA is biased, which they all, the, the I mean, they it just is. It's impossible as a human being not to bring to some become, of your in, in personal whatever biases. We just hope that those biases are in a proper moral compass that's somewhat ob- uh, 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 uh Objective. So my go. father used to tell me too, because we have a lot of firepower around the world. For example, my I had these conversations with my father about the morality of certain wars and battles. He goes, "You just you hope that your country does it, most of the right things most of the time. And you know that they're not doing it all the time. And we've been involved with some shitty stuff. And you know, but you just that's what you really hope for. At least, yeah, our country is still, in theory, <laughs> in most of the time." <laughs> over the hit most of the history has been on the right side of the moral compass right that that's what you hope you hope you know, you know so there i mean there's a lot of proof to the other side of that but on a long enough timeline yeah you know is the means justify the ends so right. and so on and so right, forth back to Gwyneth Paltrow yeah, where Gwyneth, does she live i i don't know I thought you looked she, it up I, no i just looked uh i i want to know who she was married to oh who was she married to who she's is? uh uh married to Brad Falchuk who's a a director producer screenwriter for multiple Fantastic that TV ha- that shows. Ha- that happens a lot. That's not uncommon. Uh, Glee, American Horror Story, Scream Queens, Nip Tuck, which Nip Tuck Nip is, Tuck one, is of, great. one of my favorite one of shows of all time. great series, yes. But she was married to Chris Martin for years, for over a decade, uh, the singer for Coldplay. Oh, that's right. I forgot all yeah, about that. Yeah, they had the kid named Apple together. And, uh, I forgot and the, all I about that. I can't remember. The other, the other kid's name is like Bookcase or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> Bookcase and Apple. <laughs> They're like, what are you just like getting stoned and looking around in your study and seeing what's around? Like, oh, let's name the kid fucking Bible. Right. It's like on the verge. But I remember like I I was I mean, I was young. I was 20, like 22. I think when that first kid was was born, 22, 23. I'm like, Apple. Who fucking names their kid? Apple. Their computer, right? That's what they were or an actual Apple. But at that point, it was like I was the only one of my in my entire friend group that had a kid at 22. Mm hmm. So I'm like, well, Porsche is a per- perfectly reasonable name. Now, nowadays, it's like kind of a stripper name. Sorry, Porsche. Right. But uh, Apple uh, would like that stripper name, actually. <laughs> Apple, ladies and gentlemen, Tanner, get your get your dollars out, put your hands together for uh, Apple. Get ready to take a bite out of the sweetest <laughs> chunk of Apple this side of the Mississippi, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Apple, and then it's a Coldplay song. <laughs> what would be the Coldplay stripper song as she comes oh out? Oh my God! I hope it's "Fix You" because it was written about <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow's dad dying. Uh, please. Oh yeah, there was daddy issues with a stripper and all that kind of stuff, I- and we just go on and. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> we should have our own strip club and do that kind of right to jail. Perfect, going to jail. Per- perfect uh, uh, songs with the names, and you'll be a lot deeper than people would really. Expect. Oh God, it's so bad. It wouldn't be like Chastity and Fawn. 
or something like that. It would be the, Cheyenne or cinnamon. <laughs> yeah, or, it would be other other things. Apple. <laughs> oh God! I I. And it'd be part. Of, it'd be it'd be kind of a show like trivia in a way. People would come there and try to guess. Okay, what's the connect? The stripper's name is Apple, and they're playing Coldplay, and what, they're trying to make the the connection. You know, there's like an answer to the to the to the routine and the stripper's name. And oh the my song. god! I and you, there's prizes. So you I hope prizes. they. they <laughs> I have, okay, free buffet. Because it's always a buffet hey, at a strip club. I, I've never. I've been to a lot of strip clubs. Eh, maybe right. not a lot of strip clubs. Mm. I bet I've been to fifteen different strip clubs in my in my career. And no buffet. No buffet. Not a single fucking wow, one. I want to know where these goddamn buffet strip they clubs had, are. They had, they had a couple buffets in the Atlanta strip clubs I went to. It was interesting. It's I'm not. Guys would go there for on lunch. That's where they would go. You know, to the buffet. That's perfect. The is, it, is it a free buffet? I don't think so. It's like a uh, cheaper one, like ten bucks or something yeah. like that. And you get to go in there and a bunch of chicken wings, of course, and guy food, probably like big plates of lasagna. And I macaroni see. I've and heard of places having full-on breakfast buffets. <clears throat> Stripper places? Yes. Okay. Is this yeah. Vegas, Vegas thing probably. I, I not in Vegas, just uh, on the internet in various places around the world. I know okay. Portland. You know Portland, Oregon. I know Portland, Oregon. Yes, has the highest uh, density per capita of strip clubs on earth. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's something it's dark and gloomy outside. A lot of time, we want to go inside. I'm guessing I, there's a. I don't know. I don't know. I, maybe yeah. the, the that that uh, the gloominess uh, breeds daddy issues or something. I don't know. I bet you they probably to keep these strippers tan and quote healthy looking. They yeah. probably had the highest density of of uh, tanning beds. Oh my god! Also, in so Portland. everybody's all super tan. You walk in, it's, it's rainy and like, cloudy outside. You walk into a Portland strip club. You're like, why do I feel like I'm in a Florida strip club? <laughs> The fuck is going on? And there's no is sun this a outside. Wing house? What's going on? And there's no sun outside. How does this work? <laughs> Where are they getting the sun? This is bullshit. <laughs> uh, no, uh, uh, balderdash on this strip club. Balderdash. <laughs> it's hooey. I tell you, it's hooey. It's absolute hooey. Ballyhoo. <laughs> uh, Tom Segura had this funny bit where he talks about how uh, <laughs> there's a strip club up there called Beef. Oh, it, yes. He's like Beef. That's a terrible name for a strip club. He, and he says, fart would be a better name, a better, more marketable <laughs> name for a strip club. And I was like, oh, man, I've been stripping at fart for two years, but hopefully someday I get to level up and they'll take me a beef. <laughs> but now I want to go to a strip club named Beef and get a shirt. That would be just, it, it just, just says, says beef. beef. Yeah. Nothing else. Big white block letters, Helvetica, uh, or white letters on a yeah. black shirt that just says beef. Yeah. And then people will be like, where's the beef? And I'm like, fucking Portland. Right. Never what? Been to, never really? Been to beef? It's all vegetarians up there. Nope. Not apparently not at the strip clubs. It's just strange to me that Portland being like the liberal city that everyone wants to talk about and how weird <laughs> Portland is and all that stuff. It kind of makes sense that they're going to have a shitload of strip clubs. Yeah. I never, I've been there a couple times, not as a later adult, as a 30 ish year old adult. I don't remember. Strip clubs, but I wasn't going really? there for that either. I was going the way they talk about it, it's like Circle K's in Phoenix. Like they're <laughs> they're just fucking on every corner somewhere. Wow. All right, I need to know. Please look up. I want to know where going to Patrick. Uh, she lives in New York, Hamptons. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm surprised because she has way more money than the Hamptons. Hamptons is like white trash. But maybe she has a nice place up there. Maybe you have a nice place in a not a. Well, she probably has zone, multiple not, houses. You're saying it's white, like it's new money. Hamptons is new money. Is that what you're no, saying? No, Hamptons is old money. There's generational money there. No, okay. I'm just saying the Hamptons like rich people have houses in the Hamptons. Absolutely, but like I I know there's mansions there. What people consider to be mansions, but right. like have you ever seen the Biltmore Estate? Yes, that's fucking rich people. 
That's well, the Biltmore, yeah, Vanderbilt. Yes, railroad money early on. Yeah. Um, or uh, oh shit, I can't remember. Uh, Jason, that's a great tour. You've been to Biltmore, right? Yes. Or not? That's yeah. a great, yeah, like a walking self-guided walking. So tour. cool, such it's a neat really place. really cool. And it, it's definitely an English estate in the middle of was it North Carolina? Yes. Yeah, North Carolina, which is uh, weird near near Asheville, and then they yeah. they wired it DC and AC because they didn't know what they didn't know which one was going to win out. Gonna go. No, it's true. It's, yeah, it's very true. Henry Ford used to hang out there along with. Uh, other Nazis, Thomas, uh, yeah, yeah, Thomas Edison, and yeah, probably Lindbergh. He was a kind yeah. of a Nazi sympathizer in a way too, in a way. But like, there's uh, or Hearst, Hearst, Hearst Jesus. Castle, yeah. uh, which uh, I've never been to the Hearst Castle. I have. It's pretty neat. Is it it's, which, it's, which one? If you had to pick to go hang out at Hearst Castle, really? Yeah, because uh, near the water. Yeah, that's why. That's why. It's right near the water. The climate's better, uh, but also. It's just so fucking over the top. It's like if 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 Elton John's outfits in the seventies were a house, yeah. that's what Hearst Hearst Castle okay, is. Okay, so it's less classy then than the Ash than than the than the than the Biltmore. It's classy if you look at it from the fact that it's not, it's not made to look fake Roman type stuff like okay. like like Caesar's Palace in Vegas is fake Roman. This is real shit with Does real Caesar, white fucking marble. Julius Caesar and stuff. live here. <laughs> Did, did Julius Caesar actually stay here? Uh, I, no. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think so. That, How many people have said that when they checked into the fucking Oh, Caesars I'm sure. Now? I guarantee They're so you, sick of this. Zach Alphanakis guaranteed fucking to you before cameras were rolling, and they're like, look, you're just going to you're gonna roll with this one. He's like, okay. And he just walked up to somebody who works at the reservations desk. Hey, what's the dumbest shit that people say all the time? Right. Just tell me, and it'll make it into right. the movie. And now it's made and it I worse. And I guarantee fucking to you that's probably what it was. And now and, it's made it ten times and worse. And I'm sure it's so much worse. <laughs> I love, And they hate him now. I fucking love The Hangover. It's such a great fucking movie. Yeah, like, it it's so it's it's so stupid, but it made so much goddamn money. And I'm glad that I saw it on a boys' weekend trip. In Las Vegas, yeah, it was it was pretty ridiculous. And, and I drank and like funny. three beers while I watched it. Three like thirty two ounce beers because we watched it at a, somewhere, some casino. And he snagged that cop car when they're leaving the hotel, and he's on the he's on the on the on the speaker on the megaphone on the PA whatever. Excuse me, lady, ma'am. We ma'am, have an incredible ma'am. rack. Incredible rack. <laughs> I like the end, like the, the, near the end ish. It's when they're, of course, there's a not well the middle when the mattress is on top of the, and the yes. one dude's like some people just can't handle Vegas, man. That's which is absolutely one hundred percent. It is absolutely true. That's the biggest piece of truth out of that oh, movie. Probably the whole the whole movie is true. And I'm telling you like that. And I remember telling my my buddies, it was like you know a handful of guys. They that all listen to this podcast. They know exactly what I'm talking about. The four of us when we walked out of the movie, I'm like, boys, we need to level up. This is that's going to be the next level. Like that's mm-hmm. going to be the next level. The, the whoever gets married first mm-hmm. out of all of us, the next level. Of, well, the one of us that did get married and he got married in Vegas <laughs> was like sat us down. He's like, "All right, motherfuckers, here's what happens. At the wedding, no one has been drinking at all. Period. At the reception, you will keep your composure. You will not grab the microphone. And no stories about me or any of my escapades in college or what we've had done." in Vegas prior to this day will be brought up. And I'm just like, you don't have to worry about me doing it. You do have to worry about that guy. Who is that guy? I'm not saying his name, okay. but all parties know exactly what I'm fucking talking about. Okay. And, and was that true? You had- it was, and, and everything stayed super cool. Even though 
we were at the MGM Grand, which was they have a it was it was, it was early it wasn't early it was probably I think it was like ten a.m. and it they have this beautiful pool it's like their executive suites mm-hmm. pool that you only you have to have like it's like key card and a photo ID to get in okay but um, there's this nice area that's elevated that's all white marble and has like an, a like a natural arbor growing of ivy and whatnot and it overlooks like two giant swimming pools that are beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I think there was maybe 40 people there, 30 people, something like that. No, not crowded. Not crowded at all. And it was such a beautiful ceremony. It was such a phenomenal job. And then we did the reception at the uh, beer garden section of Hofbrauhaus. They rented out that whole beer, you know, the beer garden, the fake, like, outdoors. It was very classy, incredibly well done. We all had a great time, drank our weight and beer, and, and, and nothing that I recall I don't think was ever brought up. Not even the the guy didn't cause any problems that you were yes. saying. Yes, uh, well, we were keeping an eye on him. Yeah, yeah, we were all keeping tabs, which he still is kind of sore about. Like thirteen, four, almost fourteen years later, he wanted to be a dick. Not well, a no, dick, he, but he no, 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 no. He's like, you guys think I would really do that? I'm like, yeah, fucking yes. Of course, we think you would do something like that. You would stand up and be like, I remember when blah 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 did the ratchet, and then he did this, and then this girl was like, oh my god, what are you doing to me? Like, I fucking know he would have said something. So it, it's up to the the the, uh, the me and another guy to keep the the third guy from getting squirrely, which it wouldn't have been bad. It would have been embarrassing. They're already married. I'm like, dude, she's already locked in. You guys already signed a marriage certificate. The wedding is is just right. a, is, is just for fun. But it still would have been. And like, he's like, I don't fucking need that. I'm like, I also <clears throat> you know, his parents were there. <laughs> like, it really wouldn't have added. Right. It would have subtracted. It definitely would have subtracted. Right. Hundred percent. So that's a problem. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, but yeah, that's. But I do remember um, when the guy that we worried about. That yes. we were worried about saying something. Mm-hmm. It was about three years later when he got married in Laughlin, and we went to Vegas for oh, his. Did you fuck his, with uh, him? Uh, whoa, we fucked with him hard. Right. But uh, we went to. We didn't fuck with him. It had his wedding, or the, really at the reception. It was a very loose kind of reception. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the, it was the cool people at the bar afterward. That's when we started sharing stories. But it was a different kind of thing because that guy who got married. We had been around his fiance when she was his girlfriend. Da, da, da. The other guy who got married prior to him. I didn't meet her until the day of the wedding because she didn't live around here. They met elsewhere, and, sure. and, and, and it was a destination wedding. So, like, they, they, you know what I mean? So I didn't know her. I couldn't, couldn't, she, I hadn't been, hadn't sussed her out. Mm-hmm. Now that I've known her for almost 15 years, she's cool as fuck, and now we can bring up all those stories. Okay, it's much which more is appropriate cool. Oh, now. shit, yeah, yeah, because it's, it's way more appropriate. They're not newlyweds anymore, you know? Right. But uh, anyhow, I remember that trip. We didn't go to a strip club. I don't think we. I don't think we went to a strip club with uh, with the second guy who got married back in it was a twenty twelve. I don't think we did. I'm not sure if I've I, ever been to a strip club for 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 a bachelor party. Bachelor, I, I may not have done a lot of other stuff. I have. You want to go play golf yeah. and go get drunk yeah, at an yeah, Irish pub yeah, and that yeah, kind yeah, of shit, yeah. and, but not really. I don't think I. I don't think I have. I got anyway. Doesn't matter. Who gives a shit? I do know that when my brothers came to town for their joint bachelor party in Vegas, their debauchery happened. But it wasn't anything. It wasn't anything illegal per se. Mm-hmm. Maybe some minor drugs consumed, but not Ill- not actually illegal drugs. Probably illegal for that person to use. But I do know that uh, uh, the last night in Vegas, yeah, one guy who lost a shoe. Uh, I was like. Going it down to get like breakfast. A chicks like losing their shoes in Vegas or something. Yeah, it, <laughs> man, that guy got fucking hammer smashed. He was he was all over the place. He was a mess that last night. I mean, we all had fun and did that. That's when I went to the strip club and 
uh, it's the, the one that T Pain sings about, the oh, Sapphire. Yeah, 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 which is Sapphire, forty four dollars to get in. And one dude, he wasn't trying to flex, but I definitely think at that time he was the one in the group who like owned his own business. It was very successful, okay. and yet he, he wasn't trying to flex. He was just trying to buy a round of drinks for everybody, and I think it cost him $200 for, like, eight beers or something like that. I don't doubt it. But yeah. that was that strip club that that I ended up making friends with one of the, uh, one of the strippers. Uh, of the strippers. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I'm like, I'm not really into lap dances. No, I'm just kind of hanging out. These just kind of I'm, – I'm, I'm, like, kind of keeping tabs. I'm, like, the shepherd here of this flock. Mm-hmm. And she leans down. She goes, do you mind if I sit on your lap? Because my fucking feet are killing me. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Just make uh, make it look like you're trying to talk me into lap dance. That way your security guy isn't like, mm-hmm. you know, hey, why are you spending time with that guy if he's not spending money? Right. She's like, you know how it works. So we talked for probably 20 minutes. And I gave her my phone number. I'm like, if you want to hang out, and we ended up going out later on. And she brought a bunch of her coworkers when they got off work at like midnight or one. And and nobody in our friend group fucking believed, except for one guy. One guy was like, I think Joe might actually be able to pull some some strippers for us to hang out with and i'm like right. keep in mind if when and if they show up do not treat them like strippers don't treat them like prostitutes or any other kind right. of sex worker they're just this is just a fucking met. job yeah okay and if they're wanting to come and hang out it's because i said we're just a, a handful of good midwestern guys we're not a bunch of assholes we all have good moms and some of us have like i have got a daughter like i'm not i'm not gonna treat you like shit so don't fucking do that and to their credit they didn't and we had a great fucking time till like 7 a.m or something like nice that. But, uh, yeah, I need a. I, I think maybe as I approach 45, maybe it's time to ramp up my Vegas game so we have some sort of hangover type well, stories. Well, the, uh, yeah, the most, I didn't go to that many strip clubs. There were some rather famous ones in Atlanta, but most of the times that I went there was for, like, a birthday. Someone wanted to go, Yeah. hey, it's so-and-so's yeah. uh, 30th birthday. Where do you want to go? I want to go to this good titty bar. the Cheetah 3 or the Gold Club. That the Gold Club was the big famous one where all the sports people went to Atlanta and that kind of. So that's where we got kicked out. Didn't of you one buy day. something from one of those places when it went out of business or no, something? No, try to. But the Gold Club was shut down for probably tax and cocaine yeah. and I don't know what else it was. Alligators. It, it, was, it was yeah. It was well known. Uh, they they had buses that went directly there from the airplanes when they landed from Japan right mm-hmm. to the Gold Club. That's yeah. just what they did. And um, they they shut down, but they auctioned off everything, including all the stripper poles. As it turns out, you know, I thought, oh, that'd be kind of funny, ha ha ha. But they went for not very much money, and I was, why, 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 I, I don't think I would. This sounds dumb right at my age, but it's like, it was like a couple hundred bucks you could have bought a stripper pole, which would be kind of cool to just have, like, right? If you bought a stripper pole and from installed it in your house, and right. that, that, that was just from a stripper pole manufacturer, right? It would cost you five hundred dollars. You might right. as well buy one that that. I don't know. God knows how Paul many... Abdul danced on when she was right. up and coming or some. Sh- I don't know who has any idea. Yeah. So that was. So they just sold everything out. I think they were shut down, and the feds or or somebody confiscated it and said, "All right, having an auction." You know, and that's how they got rid of it all. God damn. And uh, it was it was for long the all the sports stars again everybody all the basketball players when they were football players it was the place to be. I wonder if that was one of the places because I know there was multiple shootings that have happened with NFL players. Probably, you know, on their off days, brandishing firearms and whatnot. I know, I, I, I can't. I think it was was it Ray Rice. God, we were. The, wait a minute. Now, I was in Buckhead when there was. It was after the. I think the Super Bowl. We were downtown Atlanta partying. We didn't go to the Super Bowl. We just went down there. I think it was a Super Bowl. That yeah, I think it was. Was that Atlanta? Was that Atlanta shooting? Ray I think Rice? so. I was there when that. I, I, it was like a block or two away from where we were. I think it was. Well, because I, I just remember that one. Uh, uh, bit that uh uh neil uh neil brennan does where he's like are we surprised 
that football players get violent when they're off the field. Right. Because all they do is bash 80% people. of the time they're doing football stuff. They're like, we're training these guys to practically fucking controlled murder. To try to kill each other. Yeah. And then uh, I, I, and didn't, I didn't read the, the headline, Ray Rice beats wife unconscious in the elevator. I read Ray Rice did, or football player did football at the wrong time. Right. Which is one of the funniest fucking things. Where he's like, if you guys don't know who Ray Rice is, he's the kind of guy that go to strip clubs and people get shot. And I think, so I, think look, that well, I think it was Atlanta. It was in the 90s somewhere, late late 90s, early 2000s. I, 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 I know that I was downtown when that happened. And because the cops were around, it wasn't. It was a block or two away. We we didn't know what was going on, but then we heard on the news or someone. This is oh my god, this is two hours ago. Update: Woman dead after shooting near downtown Atlanta strip club. That's that's two hours oh my ago. God. Jesus Christ, Paul. <laughs> Let's see if it's one that Paul used to frequent. I escaped out of there. I probably heard of this one. It probably is a newer one that I have no idea because I've been here for a while. Magic City. Nope. On Forsyth, Forsyth Street. That's not one of the better streets, I don't think. No. Oh. But anyway, it's um no, I've never heard of that one. Um, oh my so god! Yeah, to look at Bray Rice murder, he did kill somebody in the streets of Atlanta. I think it was, I think it happened in the streets of Atlanta. It was like, oh a, no, it was Pac Man Jones. That's who it was in Atlanta. Uh, look up Atlanta NFL. That was in Vegas. Okay, no, I'm talking. That was that was in February 2007. Yeah, this would have been before then. This would have been like at 2000 or the late 90s. I mean, maximum. To 2000, probably like late 90s, late, mid late 90s. Wasn't it Rice? Why am I thinking this? I, uh, look it up? yeah, I, it's hard to look something like that up because there's so many. Because there's so many of them. There's <laughs> right. so many of them. Somebody out there will tell us who it was in, in, uh, like in Buckhead or near Buckhead, near downtown, just north side of downtown in Buckhead. And I think it was after the Super Bowl. I'm, look up. Super Bowl. Oh God, shooting. Paul, you're fucking killing me. It's not worth it. Okay, never mind. There's just too many. Satellites are linking up. <laughs> you're coming from breaking, outer space. You're breaking the internet right now. Looking up the NFL murders in Atlanta. Can we narrow it down even more to where it doesn't get so bad? Uh oh. Oh, it's not Ray Rice. It's Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis. There we go. Was it after the night of the Super Bowl? I Hold think it on. Was? Yep. Okay, we're getting details now. After Ray Lewis, Buckhead was on fire, in quotation there marks. There you go. That, that's I was there that night. <laughs> so, everybody was there that night. January 31st, 2000. Told you it was right, two th- didn't I say late 90s, yep. 2000, somewhere around there? Oh, my God. So, it was after the Super Bowl at the Atlanta Stadium, whatever it was. Somebody who was with Ray Lewis was struck uh, struck in the head with a bottle of champagne. Lewis's role in that fight is still a question after he pled guilty to misdemeanor charge and offered testimony against two other men who were indicted for murder. He claims to have tried to stop the fight while witnesses say he threw punches but didn't have a knife on him. Oh, my God. Was the person That who- night, Lewis was wearing a full-length white mink coat <laughs> and being chauffeured in a Lincoln Navigator limousine that seated 14 people. <laughs> Holy shit. I think I've... N- Lewis that- and 10 others drove off in that limo where bloodstains were later discovered. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> to the people who frequented Bughead nightlife, the murders were clearly a one-off occurrence, an altercation that escalated out of control among an NFL superstar the people he is with and locals. But Buckhead's scene had a reputation at the time. 
To Buckhead's affluent residents, the murders were a culmination of too little regulation for too long of a party that would extend deep into the nights. Well, that's what would, yes, I was there Which a lot, is a exactly lot of those what nights. you described. Yes, yeah. that's exactly what it was, and it finally kind of broke, and you know, they started, they got rid of all those bar areas, and they're now high-rise, expensive condos and stuff. It's gone. It, it was an error that lasted for, I don't know, 30, 40 years. R.I.P. Buckhead. And I was there for, yeah, that's it. It was a bit, it was, you would have been, it would have been your element. Yeah, oh it was God. so cool. We started, hey, let's go someplace at the Irish pub and throw darts first. Then we'll go over here. Then we'll do this. Then we'll do, and again, end up at a cafe in a mezzo late at night. But with, somewhere with, in between there, you guys would end up at some fucking strip club. Well, no, not all. No, it was, uh, mm-hmm. that was on a separate outing. The, the nights, the Buckhead <laughs> nights were different. Yeah. The strip club nights were because then we go to other CD bars after that that weren't Buckhead bars. It wasn't CD. It wasn't the same. CD. CD. Yes. CD. As one is wont to do. It's 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 funnier. The more trash one gets, the trashier you become, and yeah. the more acceptable it is to just go to a dive bar that smells like piss. It's and like some of the worst type. If you're you're getting pretty buzzed, almost drunk, and then you pile up in in from in the limo drivers there waiting. Poor limo drivers. I mean, really. You know, I'm saying the that's shit why they, they get paid the big bucks. <laughs> so then you come in there, and then you have all the everybody's hooting and hollering, right? And then we have to come up with and vote on the next worst idea. Hey, let's go to whatever. Let's go to whatever. Yeah. Woo! That sounds good. It's one of the worst places you can think of. I can tell you one of those Vegas trips I took with with those guys, and this there's a point to this. We made the mistake of asking the taxi driver. What, uh, one of my friends, we get in the taxi, and the guy's like, hey, where have you been taking all the hot girls tonight? He's like, oh, yeah, hot girls. I'll take you to them. I know where they're going. And brought us to a fucking strip club. <laughs> and we were pissed because wow. it was like, where are we going? Oh, it's a great club, man, tons of hot girls. And we oh, get, it's a God. strip club, which that's when I that's the trip that I found out that we show up, and I'm like, I think this is a strip club because it's not really marked on the outside. I mean, it has a sign. I don't remember the name of it. And it uh, the, the name didn't ring a bell as like a known strip club. And the bouncer at the door is like, hey, what kind of club is this? It's just naked girls, like it's topless bar. We have beer and wine mm-hmm. and liquor. And I'm like, God damn it. He goes, I'm sorry, are you not into naked women? And I'm like, I love naked women. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But we asked the cabbie, can you take us to where you've been taking the hot girls tonight? Thinking, you know, we're in our early sure. and mid-20s. Like, take us to the, an the, actual fucking club. club that's got Club raw. Let's go to something. fucking an actual club, club, like a dance club. Right. And uh, he goes, yeah, uh, we pay them to bring people here, <laughs> and you guys are obviously in a state of intoxication. And, and here you are. And the cool, you know, the the guy was cool enough. He's like, since he dropped you guys off, and you're a twenty dollar cab ride from literally anywhere else, that's fun. I'll waive the the door charge, which was cool. Right. And he gave us each a couple drink tickets. That right. was pretty fucking rad. Right. But we kind of got scammed on that one. Yeah. But yeah, I can. Uh, you you've got the limo. Did you frequent limos a lot? No, but are you remember a limo another guy? limo? No, not really. It was they're kind of cheesy. I mean, they're fun because you can sit back there and you have plenty of room and just drink. So that part's kind of that is fun, but it's still kind of a cheesy thing around because you're not really the really wealthy people aren't. You know, you, you think you're styling, and you know, or some of the people think, oh, this is what the wealthy people do. Not really. No. They, they have a nicer car that they drive themselves in that they get valet parked maybe in a certain area right that kind of thing but they're not driving around a or they have the the like the like what the the uber uh, black that uh, right. Right. I took uh, me and my mom and Porsche from the Black Keys concert to our hotel that was a you know that was a brand new 2021 uh, Escalade mm-hmm. beautiful sure it's comfortable Just quiet very comfortable yeah it has a good step because you know my mom had the, the bad knee at the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and he got out with a step and that's that those kind of people. And uh, and 
You know, I got a friend of mine who's best friend up in Vegas or a close friend of his up in Vegas that he runs a fleet of of, of Uber Blacks. Like, and he's got some he's got some high end clientele to where he doesn't really tell people the names, sure, unless he really trusts you because they're they'll call him or text him, hey, I'm landing in Vegas. This is when my flight gets in. I I can be picked up at executive terminal right. this and that or the other around this time can you do that and, if they, and he throws his black suit on yeah. and all that if he's got to keep their mouth shut they'll keep getting clients like and that. that's exactly what he's been doing for like six or seven years and yeah. he definitely clears six figures as an uber driver yeah yeah but anyway hey well, let's take a one, break i was gonna say real quick one of the fun oh. times i had in the limo was with all my lesbian friends female gay friends whatever went to all these lesbian bars i was the only guy in there with six or that eight, that sounds like a fucking blast. It was a hol- I said, look, they're gonna, they're not gonna like me in there. No, well, and they kind of protected me, yeah, to make sure that I was because there were some, you know, there's some ladies, female that, gays that do not want there's, guys. There's some lesbians that are just man haters. They don't like, they don't want men around. To, I got some nasty looks in there. Yeah, I really no, did. I, and I've had that experience before yeah. too. But I've also usually won those folks over. So obviously, right. some people you're never gonna win over. It was fun. Um, and I had a blast. Uh, did you did you do what I've always had happen to me is like if there's only two straight people in a gay bar they will meet and bond in some way did you did I think that there was it was another dude in there <laughs> yeah there was one other dude in the bar yeah what, I think <laughs> that's, hey, hey man I meant with, it going? Uh, with well yeah that well oh you mean a straight female yes which is no what's, that's been my experience yeah. more often than not like yeah. uh, I have had that with a like actually now that I think about it, I met I've met two dudes that I'm still friends with that are straight. That I met them the first night I met them was at the Lariat, the, the old gay bar that was in Bullhead. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, but I, I I went out with uh, shit. There's probably six, yeah, six six women, all all gay, and me, and then and I'm like, I are we? Am I cool? Same same. Right. Like that. I don't know. You're because right. I never I've been to just gay bars. I've never been to a lesbian bar. You know right, what I mean? It's, right, and that's right, a different. Right. Oh yeah. Rather than so just you know, you know, ladies and gents and everybody in between at this one place. It's this was these were lesbian bars. A, yes, it's a different and it was a different experience. I kind of had to prove myself at every single place, but like there was one woman who she used to be a club promoter and a DJ, so she knew all these people. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "No, nah, he's with me. He's cool. Leave him the fuck alone. Like, trust me, he's not. Right. He's not here to be like, oh, you fuck lots of titties in here. Like, he's not that guy. I like, can't wait to change your mind. Yeah, uh-huh. right. You just haven't had a good man yet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not that guy. I'm not Kentucky Fried Jobo. Like, it's not. I'm not that guy. Right. So, uh, and I ended up, and one of them, I ended up meeting a woman who we hit it off, and I was like, "Do you want to come with us?" Because she was with one friend of hers who had met a girl, and then just they just went off on their own. So she was just hanging out by herself. And I just I walked up to the bar and in my typical uncomfortable non smooth fashion, I was like, she looked at me and she goes, "You look out of place." And I was like, "Yeah, you kind of do too." And she's like, "What's? The, I'm a woman. How am I out of place here?" And I'm like, "Honey, come on. I'm straight, but I'm I'm fucking. I have a little bit of gay in me, and I I, I can tell with that outfit. You're not a lesbian." And she's like. All right, that's fair, and I don't okay, even remember so what she, she was wasn't wearing. Quote lipstick lesbian, like she she, she was. She could have been, you know, whatever could've, could've lipstick. Been. But yeah. but the fact of the matter was, as I had seen her, uh, she was sitting at a table like like right next to our like booth, mm-hmm. and I saw her and her friend talking, and then I saw her friend get up and talk to a girl. The one girl came over and sat with them, and then two of them just left, and so she was alone drinking her. She was, like, on her phone and then drinking her beer or whatever. But I, I was like, do you want to come and hang out with us? We're all cool, and they're all I'm – all, I'm with three established couples. They're just out 
where they can hold hands and make out and get drunk and be normal and be who they are. Mm. And she's like, so you're straight? And I was like, yeah, I just fucking have a bunch of gay friends. Like, I have a bunch of friends. It doesn't matter who they're fucking. I just have a bunch of friends or good people. Right. And so she hung out with us and went to, like, three more bars. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then had a great fucking time with her. Almost, if you have the right attitude in those kind of situations, you can can easily make friends. Oh, shit, yeah. People can tell the energy, the vibe. If you're going to be fun yeah. and that yeah. kind of thing. Like it's, the first yeah. Flagstaff, uh, what is it, the Pride in the Pines? Right. That first one I went to uh, was 2009 or 2010. We go to the Green Room, who was a big, they were a big sponsor of the of the festival. Right. And they held the after party with the drag show and all that. And I'm there doing the pre-party thing, like before, before the drag show started. And uh, I had this guy come up and he's like hey can i buy you a drink and i'm like i just got a beer but i appreciate the offer and he's like so uh you from flagstaff and i'm like no i'm from kingman he goes oh right on so you're here for pride i was like yeah and then uh he kind of ha- gave me like the like the fuck me eyes kind of thing <laughs> and i was like i'm straight man and he was just mortified oh he felt and so bad about I, it yeah. well, no he thought maybe i was gonna get mad because i oh, i kind of okay. kind of especially now the shaved head I kind of now look like a guy who beat up gays. Like, right. honestly, like if you're looking sure. at a stereotype of the guy who's going to be a gay basher, bearded, white guy, straight, no mm-hmm. hair, like, you know, and and like somebody who's maybe looking for trouble. And he got real meek all of a sudden. He said, hey, man, I don't take insult. And I, I'm not I'm not insulted. I'm not disrespected. I, mm-hmm. I, I think it's a huge compliment because I'm not the type of guy, the way I look, I don't get hit on at straight bars. I just right. don't. It's rare. It is. It's going to be hit on no matter who it is. Yeah, and it, to me, it's just a nice ego boost. And yeah. he's just like, that's such a great way to look at it. I'm like, that's the only way one you should, should look, look at, at it. it. Yeah, absolutely. But the people that get real pissed and want to f- throw hands and fight and be assholes about There's it, something's wrong with they them. They secretly want to know what a dick tastes like. And Probably so. That's when I won that guy over. And his like, a bunch of his friends came up like, hey, who's your friend? And I'm like, hey, this is Joe. He's straight, right? And from Kingman, and he's not a gay basher. I'm just like, I don't know how. I don't know how I like being characterized like that but and i didn't pay for a drink the rest of the night nice because i'm an ally because i because i didn't i, I i'm supporting the cause i'm supporting my friends and people who are marginalized whatever so then they'll so we'll take f- a break but you should flirt with gay people if you're yeah guy. go do it and let them flirt with you and let them buy your drinks let them buy you drinks <laughs> most of the time save a buck save a buck <laughs> anyway we'll be back When you try your best but you don't succeed When you get what you want but not what you need When you feel so tired but you can't sleep Stuck in Come streaming down your face When you lose something you can't replace When you love someone but it goes to waste Could it be
To get really deep and serious, I was I was. Oh, uh, the mics are on now. Yes, the mics are on now. Okay, unprofessional. 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 Un- unprofessional. I'm un. Yeah, go ahead. So, uh, yeah, I was on TikTok earlier. Like I, when I do, when I'm bored, and I got to spare, you know, four hours or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I ran across this video that was I thought was kind of touching, but it also touched on something else that just sparked something in my head. Okay, and it was uh, from the the. The, the point of view of one person talking to essentially probably most more than likely like the female in a relationship and it says if you're sitting there with him and he just kind of starts staring off in the distance he's not ignoring you he's probably remembering things that he wished he didn't remember so don't don't uh give him too much hell grab his hand hold his hand put your hand on his thigh whatever you know give him some comfort because he's probably remembering shit that he didn't want to remember and I was thinking, man, that's that's fucking an accurate statement. Okay, it is accurate, but it's also sometimes it, 
I will come back to this, and I don't want to talk about this, but it, maybe it's also sometimes he's like, oh, my God, I maybe he's thinking about another female. Maybe that's what she might be thinking. Oh, no, no, that's and that's a whole other meme, too. Have you yes. ever seen that where the, the guy's, like, flipped over on his side, and his eyes are open, and he's, like, looking off and, like, laying on bed, and then his, his, his lady is laying next to him. She's sitting with her arms crossed, and, like, he's probably thinking about other girls or this and that, and, right. and like, what he's actually thinking about is, I wonder if Taco Bell's going to bring back the taco pizza. <laughs> like, it's just, that's the meme template, and I've seen it dozens right. of times. That is, that is but, pretty pretty funny, but it, it's all, it's, it's here's what, on that note, when I was in different relationships where I did, I knew they weren't really working out, I never thought about, God, I wish I were with uh, Kathy or Stacy. Right. It wasn't that. It was just like I'm not having a good time with this. I'm, this is probably not going to work unless we can really figure something else. You know, we can pull together and make this thing happen. And that would be where this a perfect prime example of something right. that would. But it wasn't like, oh, I wish I were with this person. It, it was right. never, it's never that. Right. Which is not at all what I'm talking about. I understand. Yeah, I know yeah. You're, you're not. I just thought I would say that and then come back. Okay. Now, now I'm coming back. So back to it. Is that that's all well and good, and that concept is really healthy and really amazing, because uh, it came from a female account, like it was a woman's account who, mm-hmm. who put this out there, which I thought that was that was really nice and intuitive. Um, but what if you don't have that person sitting next to you? Because I know you've gone through some pretty tragic shit and seen yeah. seen some shit in your life, and that you probably wish you didn't remember or had gone through. And every time you think about that stuff, you and just people in general. You, you 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 relive some level of that trauma and that stress, and people that get stuck in that, that eventually will kill them. Um, and I've, I, I like I've I thought about that about me and different things that I, it's been bizarre. Yeah, I mean, life is a weird. If you really think about it in certain ways, it's it's interesting, not always in a good way. It's just a weird thing that we're all yeah. experiencing. It's it's fucking weird. But I usually when I think about these things. And I'll talk about the other if you're with someone and you're on a date or whatever. But um, usually it's if I'm driving by myself or flying by myself. You know, then then my mind will finally slow down a little bit because I've always got shit going on. As you know, I've got all this stuff going on. And right. this may be, if I were going to my old therapist back in Atlanta, he might say, you are overloading yourself right now with all these things to keep from Your really therapist here in Kingman sitting in this seat where I am <laughs> right now is has told you that a thousand times. Oh, yeah, and it's, and it's quite possible. So when I... Like, I remember one of the, eh, it wasn't that long ago, though, but one of the times I was got kind of emotional by myself um, was I was flying back from Sedona. I dropped off, this has been a few years now, dropped off that group that went to a wedding in Sedona, mm-hmm. and I was coming back. The sun was going down, and I was, it was, it was a fairly nice high. It was a beautiful day, and I finally would just, you know, everyone's running smoothly, and I'm just kind of looking at the surrounding, you know, topography, and it was just gorgeous. And for what, I just, Without even thinking about, it, just went boom. Just thinking about my father, what I haven't th- thought about him in a little bit, or you know, he, that's why I'm doing this in this plastic airplane is because of him, and he's not seeing any of this what I'm doing and how I built this business up here and and what's going on. And it was been years since he he, he had no idea this was going to be going on, you know. And it was really a it was really a thing, and I it was to the point where I had to get my shit together. And fly the airplane. I mean, it was on it's on autopilot at that point, but I thought I got to start descending pretty soon and actually have a little responsibility here, right? To get down on the ground safely. So that's what kicked you out of that. What would what, that's what a lot what it was. of what, what what a yeah. clinician would call, or a clinical psychoanalyst would call an intrusive thought. Yeah, and that's what kicked you out of that. But what if you weren't flying? 
Um, what? How? This is a this is a genuine question because I have my own coping mechanisms, however unhealthy they may be, or maybe not. I've not really been trained, but that I've figured out what works for me to kick myself out of that because so, I had that happen to me <clears throat> this morning. And I had to kick myself out of it, otherwise I would have laid in, around on my ass. Were you in public or at home? No, I was at home. I was off okay. I was off today. So I I think we respond differently probably. I end up steeping in it and letting myself go through it and unless I've got something else to do. Like in other words, if I if I have to be for whatever, you know, I've got someone coming in here or I've got to um have a meeting or something like that, then I but if I kinda know I've got some time and I can and it, it the topic comes up, I'll think about it a fair bit. I don't go as deeply with it as I used to because time kind of is healing or you for, the more you distance your time but some people never break out of that like and uh, they stay with the same level of pain for years and years and years and that ends up to tragedy sometimes yes absolutely um, so I think I stay in it longer than the average person might if I had to guess um, and it's tough sometimes because you don't have the same people to reference or to talk to about these things like these things that bother you enough I've lost a good percentage of the people that I normally would talk to about it. So I feel a little bit more alone. Um, and I just eventually, let's say, cry it out or... Just go through it. Or I just, yeah, yeah. somehow get through it. But I, but what I don't do normally, and maybe I should, I don't know, because I don't want to artificially break it off. Like I, I still think it's somewhat healthy to think about it on some level somewhere. So I won't go. Well, I'll just, I'll just jog around the block, and it'll. I'll push myself physically, so that'll be better. Or I'll which go, which is a form of repression, right? Which or I'll so, go to call friends up and go drink beer, and I'll forget about it. Yeah, you know? I I really never do that. So in fact, I won't go out. In fact, I think I've you've probably been uh, on the other end of that too, where I will not. Um, uh, I'll plan on going out, or I'm thinking I'm going to be going. I will say, you know what, I'm just going to stay in tonight. You know, and usually the. 99% of the time, it's not because I have something better to do. It's because I've gone into a place where I am not going to be able not to recover gonna, from it. Just not going to be good company. I'm not, I don't want to be, yeah. the, uh, what do I want to call it, the skunk at the garden party or whatever like that. The skunk at the... That is one of the more <laughs> southern phrases I've ever had. <laughs> uh, that, look, there goes Paul Gaines. The, skunk in the garden the skunk party. skunk in the garden party as I live and breathe. Right. Because you know I can be <laughs> serious anyway a lot of times. Yeah, but, yeah. But normally if I've had some double shot of caffeine, I'm in the mood to go out. And I and I have a couple glasses of wine. I'm on a roll usually. Yeah. I I never. Have you ever seen me actually in a public setting where in that mode, and then I'll go into a dark place? I don't think I've ever really done. No, not that. a dark place. Intense. Intense. Yes. Intense, but, but never dark. But not. Dark. It's intense about some sort of issue or something that you're fighting. Right. Hundred percent. Usually. It's, it's uh it's like me. I don't go, I don't go to dark places when I drink, uh especially when I'm with people. Yes. Now there has been times where I drank alone. Or I've drank and then ended up at home alone, and then I'll I can uh, on occasion go to a dark place, but not normally. Here's what's weird, and I can see that being a normal thing to to be out with people and it's fun and you're having a good time and everybody's laughing, and then you're buzzed, you go home, whatever, and maybe you have a, a shot of whiskey and listen to some music, and then be alone and then get into a dark place. For some reason, I don't do that, but I think that's a more that's a very common, very more common thing, and it does. I usually. Well, what I would do is get something that's not good for me to eat and start watching a movie that I love and then fall asleep or get on YouTube and look at different fucking things I'm interested in or something. You know, yeah. I'll go on there. But for some reason, I mean, I'll go to dark before I go out. I'll get in the dark place. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah after I go yeah. out, I'm in the mode. Maybe I've been fulfilled enough. Maybe everybody's different. I'm just trying to analyze this. Maybe I've been around people enough, and we're laughing, and they're making me laugh. I'm making them laugh. Yeah. So part of my soul, let's say, is getting filled a little bit. And so when I come home, I'm not unhappy anymore. Or I never come home and go, God, I wish I could come home with somebody. I wish I had a girlfriend or somebody I could and come see, home with. That's where I've gone to a, a, a lot of times. Yeah. A lot. Right. Uh, not really so much anymore, especially recently. But uh, it's. Um, the I it's terrible. It's so fucking dark. I've got I've got some some some. I I I opened up my little uh, archive of of dark shit. Not shit, but like dark ass uh, poetry really dark and songs. Shit, I mean, there's blood it's in your stool. Yeah, it's right? also from Pepto Bismol. Okay, that's okay. Got it. Um, <laughs> uh, some dark like poetry, and I opened it up to to Mr. Foss the other day, and he's like, "Fuck." You mean poetry that you've written or that you? Yeah, reference? no, that I've I've read okay, I've written. Gotcha. And 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 I uh, he's like, Jesus Christ! I say yeah, I wrote that a long time ago. But uh, like the notes app, yeah. like I have one that I just if I think of like a phrase or something that sounds cool, I'll I'll throw it in there. And it's sure. uh, the the name like the title of that note that's got mm-hmm. five thousand words in it at least. Mm-hmm. The title of that and that note app is the the deafening sound of one's own lonely silence, which is just I like the way that phrase goes off the tongue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's true, and and this is something I came up with a long. I mean, this is uh, this is coming up on uh, around twenty years ago. Don't pay bother my where, arm. I know you look at my arm like, what are you doing? It just my elbow hurts in a weird way. So just ignore. I'm not about to t- grab your ball. You do. You do look like you're about to reach across the table and yank my sack off like a. Paper I know towel, that's what but, it looks like, and I, but I'm, I'm, I apologize. I need to have it resting like this. You better get both hands out there, boy. So go. So go ahead. Okay. I, yeah, I was trying to figure out what you're doing. Anyway. Yeah. Um. And, you know, I was going through a really, really rough patch. Like, after my divorce, I was 21 when we got divorced. Mm-hmm. Only lived out here for four years-ish, not quite four years once I was divorced. So, like, I was still fairly new to this town. Mm-hmm. I had a solid core group of friends, but, like, when we were partying and having a good time and then everybody left. Right. Or everyone went home or I came home, I got dropped off, whatever. The but- noise keeps you distracted. Yes, the, it, the, yes, it does. The, yes, the it dopamine does. injections you get from good conversation or just laughing or flirting with a girl at the bar that might be may or may not be flirting back with you or something like that. Sure. Once that all goes away, you're just left with nothing. You're left with yourself. Like your and it thoughts, took me yes. a decade and a half to figure out that I really need to figure out how to be comfortable being by myself. Yeah. And I don't I, I'm now at that point where I've done that. I figured that out and I don't like it anymore. You don't like I like what? I I had a great day on Saturday. Went out Friday night. We had a blast. Saturday, I got up, got my shit together. I was a, a, the air show, a bit hungover. I went to the air show. Yeah. Had a fucking blast. Went there, drove you there. You bought me a spammer, a spammer roll. Spam Masubi. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, a spammer roll. <laughs> Don't do that. That's not I, cool. That's not what I was trying Don't to do. Don't do that. I wasn't trying to do that. I know. Huh? It uh-huh. sounded like I did. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not kidding. You would know if I were. I, I know. I All know. Right, go ahead. So uh, had a good time I had a good time. I drove down Friday, there. Saturday, I yeah. fueled up. I got, I woke up alone. Fu- had breakfast alone. Fueled up my truck alone. Drove down there alone. Walked around alone. Hung out with you and Mike and Julia and little Jack were there. You know whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, but for all intents and purposes, I, and then I came home alone. Mm-hmm. And I that's kind of shit I do all the time. <laughs> I know, but you know the, I'm not bragging on it. I'm here's just, the difference, though. Yeah. 
I, at no point during the day, even standing in line for an hour and 15 minutes just to get on the buses to leave the, the air show, I, at no point in time did I ever feel unhappy or unhinged or pissed or, man, I really wish I had somebody somebody decent in my life that I could be spending this time with or something like I, that. That's usually where I go to. I have a question then because of that. Let, it, it, do you think it might be because, and this is what I think it is, but I could be totally off base, that because you, you love aviation and it was warm down there and you got to, there was activities going on, you could see people and hear things and we had our setup down there and you knew people that came down that it was kind of a fulfilling thing it, it was so it helped it was you also, not to feel like like it was no it's good enough even though it was calmer you were driving home you, you filled filled a little bit of your soul for lack of a better term so it didn't feel so bad I, m- maybe okay. it, and you know what it it and i do love aviation and i and i always love have loved aviation and on some level mm-hmm. I think I. By the way, thank you, Trace, for coming down. Also, by the way, I appreciate that. Yes, I hope you. And Trace's it. family, and, and all his those family. People. That's right. I met his yeah. father. He thought I met his father before, and I'm going. I don't know who you are. I don't know this fucking guy. Yeah, who's this guy? He was a nice guy. No, they're no, they're tremendous people. I, you yeah, see assumed, where Trace gets it. Trace comes yeah, from good stock. Man. He assumed that I, for some reason, and I, I, I could be wrong. I don't think I've ever met his father. I don't know where it would have been anyway. Blackbridge. I don't think yeah. I am. Anyway, go ahead. Anyway. Yeah. So. I honestly, what it was is like I've had enough, and I can I feel comfortable saying this, I've had enough unhappy times in my life and mm-hmm. bad choices that resulted in what I thought were bad luck that whenever I'm having a good day, I don't fucking question it. When something good happens, I don't fucking question it. Mm-hmm. Because then I'll then I'll just spiral into well when's the sh- other shoe gonna drop, mm-hmm. which is usually where my brain goes to, and that just didn't happen on Saturday. I don't know why. I think this I is have such no a, idea why. I think it'd be interesting to f- to know why. It'd be kind of like was it a? It could have been even some chemical thing. Like you had the right combination of food that didn't trigger something. Right. Maybe I, I and I, I had I'm every just, right to be uh, a little pissy because I drank tequila the night before. Yeah. Before you saw me at uh, <laughs> at um, at the wine bar, I one which when you Friday um, night when Jeremy Friday, was playing. Oh, when we came back when, and yeah, yeah we came set back up and, and we got yeah. delayed. Oh my fucking god! I was being pissy. It was me. I was handed a half a cup of tequila to slam w- by normally someone. Normally you measure them in shots or yes, I am. I'm half a cup. I normally, never had a half a cup of tequila. Yeah, I, it was handed to me, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Bottoms up, and that's what kicked off the night. Jesus. I had no reason. From who handed you this? To, I'm not. I'm okay, not at liberty fine. to discuss uh, or divulge. You could tell uh, me, but that you'd have to. You know, I absolutely exactly. Okay. Uh, so, um, that. I had no – it wouldn't have been – it couldn't have said, like, oh, Friday night, I, I went to bed early, I got up early, I worked out, I did this. I did, I did none of those things. I stayed out too late. I drank more alcohol than I had planned on drinking. Mm-hmm. I was hungover on Saturday morning. And for all intents and purposes, I should have had a shit day. I should have been hungover and pissy about it and, and everything that goes along with that. But that didn't happen. So right. I've I've learned to not look the gift horse in the mouth when I'm blessed with some sort of a good day. Did you kind of go and over your hangover kept, early enough or not? I sweated it out in line oh. to get into the air show. <laughs> God. Uh, I'm glad you powered through it. Oh, no, it I sounds to me like did. you could have not gone. It oh, yeah. Like oh, no. I, well, there were... There were two false alarms, or not two false. There were two alarms. Yeah, happened when I tried to leave. Once when I got out to my truck, and I'm like, nope, 
Got to go back inside. <laughs> and then I, I backed out of my driveway, got put it into it first year bad? to leave, and then I was like, got to go back inside. It was that bad. So oh, shit. I was very close to not making it down there when they opened. Wow. Anyway. Yeah. No, I just, uh, and it was a nice day. It was. It really was. And it was, and like, and then it was an even, it, it, it was made even better. Went over to the Fosses, hung out with them that evening and just had a really good time. Yep. And, uh, it was kind of a good day for you. It really was. And I don't get a lot of those. I, 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 I can admit that freely publicly. So the question is how to design how to, that a little bit more. How, how does one. I've noticed that in the past three to four months, they happen more and more frequently. Okay. Um, and I think a lot of it, I, I firmly believe that working at the hospital, not so much the hospital culture, well, the culture itself without getting the paycheck of a lot of people to get there. Yeah. Because I was paid relatively low wage compared to the folks with degrees and whatnot, also, what which is, you know, what whatever they work for. It, I get it. At least a little bit more, some more than a little bit more. But right. Anyway. I think that that and, and combined with the culture and the stress and not giving a shit and all that stuff, I'm still, uh, you know, a year and a half. You know, it's been almost a year and a half. Next month will be 18 months since mm-hmm. I left the hospital after 12 years that I'm still struggling with some of the shit and bad habits and bad mental funk that just came from working there that I never managed properly. I'm not blaming the institution. Yeah. I believe they do have some sort of blame, but I can't I can only blame myself for my reaction it, to it. It takes work, conscientious work that I never learned until I went to this badass therapist that my girlfriend said, right. you got to go to this badass therapist guy. And I I fought it for a couple years before I finally agreed to do it. Right. As you know, we've talked about, but it still takes work. Like in other words, I made a commitment to go there, spent money, took time to drive every time I went, you know? So I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this and figure it out. So what I'm saying is, and I wish he were still around now and he's not, as you know, he passed away a few years ago, handful of years ago. And, um, but what the point is this, is that, is that it takes analysis. It takes self examination. Who the fuck said if it, the unexamined life is not worth living, there's some look that I, up. I don't know. There was some philosopher that said something like, like if you don't examine your own life, kind of carefully. That sounds like um, a German. <laughs> no, it's it sounds like Marcus Aurelius. Okay, the unexamined. I think something like or the unexamined self or something. It'll come up. I can promise you, it'll come up. I, I will go. I will high five you if it was to Marcus Aurelius. I'm just thinking. Could be. Hopefully, it comes up. Hopefully I have not fucked this up and someone didn't just make that up in my life. Socrates. Oh, okay. Socrates. Socrates. Is that what is it? The unexamined life is not worth living? Correct. I don't disagree with that. In other words, it's, or you can just kind of glide through and gloss over and, and tamp down and, and not figure it out and then die kind of miserable and not really... Like, what's the... When, uh, when uh, Joe versus the Volcano, we talked about this. Like, the... The you, you've seen Joe versus the volcano. I have. And I've it's gone been from a long Socrates time. to Joe versus the and volcano. I, I think it's Tom Hanks's worst fucking movie. I it is, but it's so bad and goofy that it's good in some areas. Okay, but um, the Gen a, Xers will never fucking I know. convince me of there's that a, shit. There's a line in there where they're sailing off to Waponi Woo. <laughs> That's the island. Yeah, South, thanks. South you don't have to over-explain I that know, shit. Don't whatever. don't explain that. And and Meg Ryan, who has multiple roles in this movie, is, is the captain of the boat, and uh, or the owner and the captain, and they're sailing to this thing, and then she pointed there because he's having a life 
decisions and struggles with his life. That's why I think it's good because he's had a shitty life and he's trying to and he f- kind of fixes it accidentally. Right. But if you remember, if you know the theme, it's of the been story. over ten years since I've so seen it, and I've only anyways, seen it like twice. So they're having this. Fil- they're sailing on a beautiful boat. You would love to do this to the South Pacific yep. at night, day, night, day, and this beautiful sailing boat. And they're going to go there, and he's going to do this thing. It's, I, I like the movie more than you do. But anyway, so she says, my my life, uh, excuse me, my life, my father has said that that everybody you meet almost every single day is 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 approaching dead or, or asleep, and there's only a f- handful of people that are truly awake in this life, and they live in constant total amazement or something very similar yeah. to that. Which means that most people, like, again, if you can't really figure it out, whatever it is, and spend time or exam- maybe examine your life or examine life itself and not be falling into a negative space, but if you look at, if you truly put on a different set of glasses and it's hard to do of the fortunate fortune that you have no matter what's going on, that we're here alive living in this country with the, the freedom and protection that we have and, and the flowers in the spring in the desert. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Just all yeah. different things. And the friends that you do get to hang out with, like the wonderful day that you had on Saturday. You just were, you know, it's holding on to those in such a way that it drives you to have more of those as opposed to going in a place that we all are used to in a negative, expecting something bad to happen and this customer sucks and that yeah. roommate is terrible and this person that I thought was a friend is not. And But there's all that that affects us in a way that tends to make your life worse than it needs to be. Yeah, you're unnecessarily beating up your own psyche. But this is odd to me that it's this is part of life and not understanding is why is that the case with many, many, and most people. There's got to be a payoff somehow to this. Maybe it's a survival thing, like looking out to, you know, to survive. Well, there's you know? everybody also, everyone has, everyone on planet Earth who's ever lived and died, and whoever will be born and will die, that is human, will have a different experience than anyone else. Completely. 100%, 100% totally unique, But we discreet. all, some of us all have universal experiences. Mm-hmm. There's certain things. Sure. And... Heavy losses, uh, whatever it is. Heavy, and, but some people also have tremendous tragedy in their life, but they were given tools at an early age right. for what, somehow from their parents, grandparents, that well-wishers, probably whatever. Some, probably a little bit better and, chemistry also and some better, 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 you know, the, 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 the tools that you're given, your DNA and your upbringing. Yeah all will point to how well you cope with and deal with what life throws at you later on. Mm-hmm. And I feel I feel so strongly for the people that uh, go through, have gone, say, birth to age 25. Their parents never got divorced. They were an only child. They, you know, uh, their parents had plenty of money to send them to college or they were smart enough to get scholarships or they joined the military and then did the... Uh, GI Bill, whatever. They had all these great opportunities and never had any tragedy. And then all of a sudden at 25, they have a tragedy. And then their life comes Or 35, apart. and they don't know how to cope with it. There was a woman that I knew through college that had like, she was one of the more popular people at St. High School, which I didn't care that much about. But she And she was nice and kind of friendly and funny. But she always had like a, a or she had a boyfriend who was loving. Her parents were great. They had 
a fair bit of money and their parents were still together. It just it just seemed like at least from the outside. But she wasn't an asshole because of it. No, she but, was she was still really cool. But, but she also had not no real. We all know this. Yeah, the, struggles. Right. We all went with a ski trip, and everybody kind of knew this about her. I can't remember her name. Karen Sandlin. That was her name. I think it was Karen Sandlin. She had kind of a Valley Girl accent. She was always funny and positive, which nobody else in my group was, or at least not as much as she was, let's say. Right. And nobody knew of anything bad that ever happened. We all would kind of talk about this. Has anything ever bad happened to her? Or, you know, she gets good, she's pretty smart, gets naturally good grades, and pretty attractive, and, and, and everything seemed to be, and then at some point we're on a ski trip up in Boone, North Carolina or something, and uh, someone brought it up because we were having, we were, doing s'mores out by the campfire in the snow or something like that. And someone, we're getting a little buzz, said, Karen, your, your life has been fucking green lights, rainbows, and unicorns the whole time, hasn't it been? It's just been, it's just been the whole time. Right. And she kind of laughed, well, kind of laughed. She goes, I don't know, I, I guess. Or, you know, she didn't really understand the question because all of us had some kind of Major whether it was a thing. parents divorce when you were a teenager, a terrible or girlfriend or boyfriend, a, or what, on top know, of that, a, a sibling, car accident, sibling died, or you're so, fu- something. All of us have had these multiple things, yeah. and she, she, we were asking her these questions. And it was, it was, it was kind of turning funny, and she wasn't taking offense to it, but we really couldn't find anything that happened to her bad in her entire life up to her early twenties or something. Did something happen? No, I, there's oh, no story. Oh, I'm Jesus. sure it has by now. Because you said Karen something something was her name, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, no, 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 she no, died. No, I'm, didn't I'm she? sorry, well, that's oh. what I remember her name. No, I maybe she has. I don't even know this, but but um, but I, I it was just odd to me that I guess there are odds there. You, you know, you're fairly young. It's, yeah, and, and someone in the group is going to have like zero problems. Well, because at some point something tragic will happen sure. to every person on and, the planet. And how is she going to... Something will no happen. Idea. Maybe yeah. she'll do okay with it. I don't know. Uh, and again, it goes back to the old adage that I love quoting Captain Picard. It's it's possible to do everything right and still fail. Oh, yeah. That's just life. Yeah. So, like, uh, for me, it took me years to get away from the why does this keep happening to me negativity thing. Which infected everyone around me. I'm sure it cost me relationships and whatnot over the years. To get more into bad things are going to happen. You have to deal with consequences of your actions or the actions of, in my case, of of associating with people that ended up hurting me. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why did they do that? I did nothing. I did every. I thought I did everything right. Well, you can do everything right, Mm -hmm. still fail. So instead of why is this happening, it's. Which will, if you, let's say you have seven days in the week, right? Seven days in the week, mm. and you have six bad days, but you have that one good day, you're not going to remember the good day. I've right. figured out how to remember the good day. Okay. And what that tells me is like that there, there's a bigger metaphor to that is, you know, um, you know, I could say, oh man, I'd really like to go on vacation. I'd li- really like to go to Hawaii in June. Mm hmm. I don't think I'll be able to financially pull that off because I have responsibilities and this that, and the other. That that upsets me because it's been two years since I've had an actual, like a real vacation. I took a week off when my mom was here and Portia came up and we did all that, which was a a, a blessing and such an amazing time. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like going and just relaxing. There was a lot of let's go see this, let's do this, let's go right. to this concert, let's do this. How do we all get in? How are we all going to drive around and get to this meal? How are we going to do this? That That's, happens a lot when people visit. It it does, yeah. and and I, I and I love it because I'm trying to pack in all the things that I do in my life that I love doing that I want to share with the people I care about. Right. 
so it's still a vacation, but like as far as something for me, just me to go and do something that I love to do to a place I love. Um, and it and it started to bum me out until I had to click out of it. I'm like, no, no, no. Let's look at where I've come from in the past three years, where I'm at. Mm-hmm. That's I'm, yes, that's and I take yeah. stock, and that's a more that's so much healthier way of looking at it than I don't have the money to do this, I don't have the time to do this, I can't do this. That's look at what are the, what, but what can you do? Mm-hmm. There's a whole fucking world waiting to be explored around here. Mm-hmm. I have a four by four for the first time in fucking I don't know how. Well, ten years ago I had a quad, mm-hmm. but that's not. I mean, it's not the same. No. You know, I can't just like f- fuel up the tank and no drive thirty miles and then drive up the side of a fucking mountain. Like it right. takes a little more, you know, uh, a little more now effort. Now you that. got, we we can go four wheeling. I can take yeah. the jeep. We can yeah, do that. We take the jeeps out. Yeah, you have a winch? Uh, no, because I don't have a winch. I was gonna say I've got one that I was going to install for another purpose in the hangar, but I may I, c- I could put it on my jeep. You could. Uh, anyway, anyhow. So, yeah, like just learning. That's how I kick myself out of it these days. If I start getting into that kind of a spiral like that happened to me this morning and I'm like, God fucking damn it. I am not going to. This is not. It's a sunny day. It's windy and cold. I don't give a fuck. I have shit that I want to do, things I want to accomplish. And I don't want to have one another day off where I just lay around on my ass Mm -hmm. and do nothing or day drink at Blackbridge. I want to do some things and have an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And then I did everything, and then a few other things. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, you know, that's it. Had I had to, I physically have to change my whole perspective. So there are um, two similar stories of this uh, guy that's running my house back in Atlanta that I've spoken about before, where he he started to shift his mind on where he is now mentally. I have no idea, but we we talk about we would go hiking a lot together up Kennesaw Mountain, which again is if we've talked about that's a little bump. It's not even a mountain compared to anything out here, but. Uh, we would go hiking quite often on the weekends together. We would have conversations like this, and it was it was also good, it was also interesting because you're creating endorphins too. You're, when you're talking things through, that actually is a chemical mm-hmm. change in your brain. Plus, we're out there hiking, kind of pushing ourselves physically. That's also an endorphin kick. So you're kind of getting a double boost of endorphin in a way. And we usually would go have breakfast somewhere on a Sunday at the Square Bagel. I told you that I love the Square Bagel. And so it was, a, it was a positive. It was usually on a Sunday we would do this. It's kind of a, almost a tradition. So that was always positive. But I asked him about that. He said he would, ha- he would take a shower in the morning, and that's what he would normally try to be thankful for what he has. Like even as simple as, I'm thankful I've got a hot shower this morning. I'm thankful I've got enough money to buy this for myself and this for myself and my car is running okay. And I, I can do – I've got skills to do this and the other thing. And then so there's that. And that's one way he kind of coped with some stuff because he had some problems like we all do. And then the people that were from India that worked for me, because I asked them that also. They were always in, usually in a positive place. It seemed much more than my American partners or associates or workers that I had in a general. And I asked them that specifically. How do you do this? He said, well, they have a kind of a, a prayer. So they're not super religious, but they, they do still kind of have time to meditate and pray in the morning. And what they're, they're, they're thinking God or the universe or whatever in kind of a structured way that they're thankful that, that they're alive and in good health and they have skills that they have attained over the years that they could make a positive impact with the planes that they work on and, and that they have the nice meals that they can share with their friends and family. And he said that's kind of an everyday routine they would go through. Yeah. Almost every single day, just about, he would do that. 
And I went, oh, that doesn't sound like the average American that I know. Right. <laughs> from from India. Is, is practicing, little... just practicing gratitude. Yeah. I mean, and exactly. that's, a, that's such a simple concept. Yeah. But so difficult for so many people and to it's do, hard myself to get into that included. Habit. It's hard to get into that habit. It's a, it, these things are habits, like I mentioned before, going to therapy. And then you kind of lose to give these little tools that you can have. And I have to occasionally really think about that. I thought, what would Joel tell me right now? Right. Now that there was, his name was Joel Rachelson. Shout out to him, who's no longer here. Um. And it's it's certain things that you it takes it takes a while it takes we have habits for decades. Oh yeah, you're not going to undo decades of bad habits. It in doesn't a fucking couple weeks. work that way. Yeah. it takes effort. It takes decent relationships takes efforts takes effort on both parts. For good friendships take honesty and effort on both parts. At least you can't be 100 percent good and positive all the time. It's got to be at least 75, 80 percent though. You've got to kind of be in that range. For things to work out, and I think in order to bust a bad habit, you got to be seventy-five, eighty percent right. working on it. You know, no one's perfect. You can slip a little bit here and there, but I think that's the hard part. We want things easy and simple, and you know, a movie is two hours long and it ends up happy and well and fun, and that's what life is supposed to be. Yeah, the, and that's that's the other thing too. That's a that's a whole other episode that I think we should do one time, just an, an entire hour on. The bullshit rom coms that we were all fed. Oh yeah, growing up, right. and that that's how that's that's what romance and love really is, and it's not even close to the fucking truth. Oh god, it's closer. It's more accurate. It's like when Harry met Sally kind of thing. Where it's yeah. uh, you, well, there can be a positive. There's end. there can be a positive end, but it normally doesn't act because when Harry met Sally would be a goddamn documentary if it wasn't for the last five minutes. That's true. You yes. know what I mean? It yeah. would be far more accurate. Yeah. Uh, but you never know. The, you, I there. There's been people that came out of the woodwork in my romantic life after, like, over a decade. Right. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not that old. I'm four, I'll, I'll be no. 42 in, in about a month. Not even a month. Oh, yeah. Like, it's in next, a few weeks. It's less than a month. Uh, and This month. This month, in a few weeks. What's the date? The 26th. Okay. So, uh, and I, my romantic life didn't really kick off until probably 16, maybe. We'll call it that. Sorry, Angie. Us dating from thirteen Angie. to fifteen doesn't count. <laughs> now I love her. She she's sure. one of my favorite people, and she's one of the few exes that I still have a good relationship. Look at with. that guy's hair, real quick. I'm sorry, I Joe. don't care about CNN. No, it's not CNN. Look at the uh, guy. Not his hair. That, the bald guy. No, no, that, that guy? guy. What's wrong with his hair? Look how dark and and Ken dollish it is. Yeah, it <laughs> it kind of looks like the guy that was up there before. Wait. Is that the... No, it's not the same guy. No. There was a guy up there before, and I was like, that guy has hair plugs. That sucks. <laughs> that sucks, because he definitely looked like he was about 30. Yeah. But yeah, those don't... Anyway, that, doesn't, that doesn't look something's wrong with it. It looks like anyway, a plastic mold. It does look like a weird... Yeah, um, something I would manufacture here. You're, you're fucking... you got the ADHD going on sometimes. I know. All right, go ahead. Uh, Angie. Angie. It's yeah, not a real no, relationship. No, no, 13 no, to 15. Yeah, 30, we dated in like junior high in like a first part of high school or something, and... Mm -hmm. uh, but my romantic life didn't start until about 25 years ago. So, mm -hmm. like, I've got two and a half decades of some sort of experience, which is lacking. But, like, there's been people that came out of the woodwork way, way later on that I was like, oh, wow, you grew into somebody completely different. And then, like, there could be there's, – there's way more of a connection there than before – where we used to just bicker back and forth and I didn't see her for a couple of years. And then we were like, ah, eh, fucking whatever. And then later on in my mid-30s, I'm like, oh, well, that's, you're completely different than you were mm -hmm. 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. Which is cool to see people grow like that. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, you never know when Harry Met Sally could be a thing. Mm -hmm. But, like, um, 
anyway, back to the 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 real point is you got to make sure that those coping mechanisms or not, maybe not just coping mechanisms, the tools to get out of that funk are healthy. Cuz I tried everything else under the sun and really it was just being more comfortable sitting at home. It's, meditation years ago is what was was really what taught me to how to grab a hold of that thought recognize it and toss it out and get back to being pra- so practicing that if and, i if i were in the, the like we talked earlier about the, the depressed thing about you know a loss that you had you know like a serious family lot with both my parents kind of thing dying kind of like prematurely um i i don't think i've got a tool to get out of that funk i think just think i just i i live in it for an hour or two and then I, it it's, just kind of passes. It's like speeding up the grieving process, like the five stages of grief. Yeah. But instead of taking six months, a year, two years, or whatever, people naturally go through it. It's, all right, I had this thought. All I right. missed this person. Bing, 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 bing. Go through those five stages and then be done with it. Because right. that's how that's what I learned when I did some group, uh, not group therapy, but it was uh, like support group stuff. You mean going all the way through the process? Yeah. Well, you've had some tragic things happen in your life as well the one that i'm thinking of that you probably are thinking of as well uh um and it's you can't you're never over it ever well acceptance and and getting and being over something are two completely different things you have to accept that it happened yeah and you know and like i said you can go through the 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 you know the five stages of grief but that's something i learned in that that support group uh for like survivors was that um you can just go through that. It might take you 20 minutes. It might take you 15, 20 minutes and just go through all five stages of that and remember this, da, 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 and then you're, and then, then it's gone. Then you just move forward with the rest of your day. You don't let it drag you down. But no, not and, and, having that tool and knowing that, hey, that's normal to have those thoughts, but what's not normal, what's not healthy is to just stick with them. Right, and then some of the things I remember that some of the tools it would be to to yeah you recognize it you don't you don't just deny it but you get through it and you are an adult, meaning not like don't think that and don't be upset. It means you have responsibilities like you have to get you have to get on with your day. Correct. If you're going to have if you have a job if you have responsibility take care of kids or yeah whatever you're doing you can't just live in that. But some people do. Yep. And they don't have the tools or the wherewithal or whatever it is, and some people never recover, man, and they won't. That's tragedy can happen that, out of that as well absolutely and the great tragedy is not so much somebody ending their own life because they can't get out of that that's a tragedy that's yeah. compounded by all the people who cared about you yeah uh but the real tragedy would be not actually living your life to their fullest because you're stuck in this one tragedy that happened you can't get past yeah and that's that's truly truly sad and that's the hard part to get through sometimes because as people point out too when you're in a depressed or of funk mag depressive state or you're in that state the the last thing that you feel like doing is doing what you're supposed to do right it's so hard because it's that you don't want to i mean you're you're stuck truly stuck like you know if you could just figure out a, a better a positive way or walk around the block briskly to get some endorphins going it's the hardest thing to do to literally it's like you're glued to the sofa your bed or or, or the ground you know in this in this depressed grieving state and it's not easy to get up and right. and and sometimes you just don't you just and sleep and through it. And sometimes that stuff doesn't even come from tragedy; it comes from longing. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, and and that's that's usually where my where my bullshit comes into play. 
but also, but it's it's such a terrible, and I can just get r- super real with people. I hopefully nobody cries about this, but if you do, it's fine. Uh, is that I get to a point where I'm like, man, I really miss being in that one relationship I was in that was really healthy for like three years, mm-hmm. and then I get bummed out about that. And then I remember the person I used to go to with that shit. Right. Is gone. Right. That was so intuitive with the way my brain worked and his brain was so fucking right. similar. So now you now now where do you go? I never had thing. to explain anything. Right. I would just go, I'm in it. And he's like, All right, well, let's fucking talk about it. And then and then you just you don't you have that that's such a and I know you've had this with people over the years, or maybe one person over the years. Mm. That connection is so, so deep. Right. And then, they, it, then it's you, gone. And then know. it's gone. And then you don't have that with anybody yeah. else pretty it's, much it's ever tough. again. I mean, it gets fucking close. I've got a, a couple people, you included, that are real close. But sometimes, it, you know, it's like uh, uh, I yeah, met a man I, years and years ago. It was a friend of my dad's whose wife died when he they had only been married like six or seven years. And he remarried about, it was like a decade later after she passed. And they and she died like when he they were in their twenties like they were high school sweethearts that got married, whatever. He remarried about ten years after she died, and I remember asking him about it. And I said, "So, why did?" It? I, and I was young. I I had no business asking him this question, but he was very honest with me. And I said, "How, how come it took you so long to find somebody else?" And he's like, "I didn't find somebody else. I found someone who's almost like my first wife." Right, my late my late wife. Well, they, there's no way you can replace this person. Right, it's and not possible. Said, I'll never know someone that I had a connection with like that, but I've come very close. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, God damn, and I'll never forget that. I mean, I was probably 21 or 22 when he told me that. Mm-hmm. And I, and you know, sometimes you just have those connections with people, and then they're gone. It's also kind of tough for the uh, for the other partner. Because it, they may kind of, if they're not stupid, they'll, well, they, they they may know this and go, man, this is going to be a tough haul. They because I can't look, I can't replace this person. Correct, right? And I like, I can't even imagine being the 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 next partner. Yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, as far as I know, they're still together. I think they just made it work. Um, right. But that's why you also see, uh, you know, people get together like later on in life, say in their forties or fifties, after they've lost a spouse. Both people have lost a spouse, and then they get together because that's that connection. That's a huge yeah. connection. Yeah. That's that, that, and I found that going to uh, you know a couple different support groups and, that, and they'll have a different empathy for each other that way. Yeah, and absolutely, and they'll and they'll understand that I'm not going to be the same as I'm not going to be a replacement, and you're not a replacement for for her. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. You know, vice versa. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's uh, and that's one of the things that I really struggle with is or have struggled with over the years is is that, well shit, I'm having a real fucking rough day. Sure wish I had somebody. Uh, sure wish right. that fucking guy was still around. Yeah, but that that's yeah. that's my own thing, and I'm like I don't I don't need to have that. I do miss that, mm-hmm. but I also like I miss. I owned a, that little Porsche 914. I fucking love that car. I miss mm-hmm. that car all the time. Mm-hmm. Anytime it's a sunny day, I'm like. I wish my truck didn't have a top on it. Right. Like I, I, you know, I miss little things like that. But like, you can, I can dwell on it, or I can remember all the amazing shit, you know, that went along with being friends with that person who's gone, or whatever the whatever the loss is, or whatever it is. And, and I can kick myself out of it now. I've I've figured out how to do that. Well, another thing to do, another possible option is to also not you're not tamping it down and 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 oppressing it or something like that, but you. To figure out a way to 
make new memories in other ways. Right. You know, to continue on your life is like a book where it evolves. That took me you know, that took me a solid two years. Yeah. To figure that out. To, you know, um to get back to doing things that I used to do with the dude. You know what I mean? Like that that the that those kinds of things. Or um like after my grandfather died, I didn't even open up the toolbox that I was given for probably three years. I don't. I get that. I totally fucking get that. My, my dad's not a super handy with cars. He knows diesels, right? But that's it. There, there's my, a, my grandfather taught me how to work on cars and work and and work with my hands and how to methodically approach a problem. He's the one who taught me that stuff. So like it was, and he was the only grandfather I ever had. The only or not or not that I had, but the only one that I ever knew. So it was even more impactful when he died. It was like having two grandfathers die because I didn't have two. I had the one. So that, you know, things like that, it took it takes me a while to do that because uh, you at some point there's this you, there's a shift change. Like a paradigm shift in your brain where you don't want to do anything that reminds you of that person who's no longer around, but you got to do something that honors their memory that you can be happy about. Right. It might be bittersweet or it will be bittersweet. You know, so for me it was learning how to open up that toolbox that my grandfather was issued in the 1940s, the Army Corps of Engineers, that was full of a bunch of craftsman tools that he had collected over the years. And I from went from being sad about that to using it to work on things, and now I love it. I love that I have this steel toolbox that is 70-something years old. That it will, if I dropped it on your foot right now, it would break it, and that's right. it's, that's empty. Yeah, you know, or like with with Tyson, like I have one of his kitchen knives. I have a bunch of recipes that I cooked that were his that he came up with, or he and I worked on together, and things like that. It took me years to be able to 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 do to use any of that stuff. Do you use it on a regular basis now? Absolutely. So, yeah. and there's at some point there's a shift. I I can't say who's who, like. I don't know when it happened. I just know that there was one day that I couldn't do this, and then another day I was like, this is what I do Yeah, to remember the guy. So I don't think I had a hard time using my father's tools. There were some also from our grandfather that we, we, me, inherited through my father when they, whatever. I'm not an uh, anthropologist. Are you a genealogist? I'm, Cause geneal- I'm-, <laughs> I'm just trying to say that. My grandfather passed away. My father got some of his tools. And I got his, but I also had some of my father's and a lot of stuff I couldn't use at all. It wasn't going to be helpful, so I didn't even care. I didn't want to. I gave it away you know, to other friends. Like okay. there's a handful yeah. of stuff that I use that's that's very older and good quality that I know he used probably all the time. So it's in these toolboxes down here. I thought, what am I going to do with it? I'm not going to. I'm not going to just set it aside and and look at it and mourn or something like that. So it, most of the time that I'm busy running around like a crazy man down here. If I grab one of those tools, I'll just use it, and it's very handy, and it works well. Yeah. But it's kind of like an active shrine. Right. But then one out of every, let's say, 20 times, I'll grab it. I'll, th- I'll, th- I'll have the – for some reason, even I'm really busy, I'll just pause and go, this was this cool old big screwdriver that I use all the time now. My father had it. Wow, his hands were on the, this. And you remember that. And oh, so, yeah. And so it was my grandfather's hand was on this kind of thing. I have so a brake line, a manual brake line bender that I that I remember my – I've never used. My right. grandfather did not trust me with it because I right. was 20 and had no business doing that. But he redid the brake lines on my Toyota truck because they were in fucking terrible repair. So we went to True Value, bought brake line, and he had a brake line bender, and he was showing me how to do this. And I'm like, this is – 
I have that, and anytime I grab it, I remember the day. I remember where I mm-hmm. was. I remember what my what clothes my grandfather was wearing, and he smelled like aqua fucking velvet, like he always did, <laughs> or Old Spice if sure. he was getting dressed up. That's what you did. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Like the, it, it's almost like the, it, and I, and I, it's like the, it's not so much the spirit of the person is alive in those inanimate objects. It's more like that inanimate object is your memory. And your brain and your soul connecting with that that memory yeah, of that. And it, and it won't be enough to derail me or really kind of have a problem with it. And I don't think it ever was for some reason. But what I will, if I'm down here and my crew is down here and, I'm, and we're trying to solve a problem real quick and I'll grab one of those tools, let's say. I'll go, oh, my father, this is one of my dad. You know, I, I kind of announce it. And I'll, yeah. as I'm working, I'll go, thanks, Dad, or something like that. I'll, I'll make an acknowledgement. And I, I don't know. I, I, I think part of the reason I do that, too, a small percent, is to kind of let – my crew know that I'm kind of recognizing somebody else also in, in this, like, like there's a, there's a lineage going yeah. on. Like it, it came from my interest in aviation and this tool, this is moving forward here. It came from someplace and we're using it now. I don't know. I, I just, I, again, it's, that's a 10% of it probably. Right. Just so, just so they know that I still think about that on, on occasion. Um, life, man. Yeah. <laughs> Is a weird thing. We're not here that much longer either. I, I'm me in theory, less than you, unless something happens to you. Allegedly, know. allegedly, I mean, you, and you never know. That's the thing: is you do not. Know. Everybody says this, but it's so fucking true until it happens to you directly, like it's happened to all of us. Yeah. Um. You you do not know, but part of what kind of gets me through too is, and I if I lose someone that's kind of not not super close now, but someone that's an acquaintance or someone that I know that's lost a parent is a part of the way that helps me get through that. And this is a very true statement is that life is for the living. In other words, meaning we're here experiencing life and it's kind of our responsibility to press on Yeah. in a way we need to remember them, but we we're here now life is for the living and we need to live. I've also seen you reach out to people who have lost a parent, Mm-hmm. And, and and I know this sounds terrible, but but hear me out. Mm-hmm. The way you reach out to people is like, hey, welcome to the club. You're not alone, right? I don't say it, I, I don't say it like that. I, I know, but that's the, I no no I don't say it. welcome to the club, man. Here's your fucking hat, <laughs> right? And here's, here's, a, your, yeah, here's and your, your little car to drive around. Your horn, your little New Year's yeah. Eve horn. Yeah, here's your here's your token for three free Bud Lights at the <laughs> bar. No, it's not like an Elks Club. Right. No, it's uh, it, no, it's, it's like, like I, I know it, what you're going through. I know what you're going through because I've gone through it and I'm still going through it. And yeah. the, the, you, you're like you said, there's before and then there's after. Right. You know, I now have a very very close friend uh, that we become really close over the past couple of years because I was sitting with him hanging out drinking beers when he found out his best friend killed himself oh shit yeah. and i was the first person he talked to and i immediately was like all right we need to go off by ourselves let's go fuck look you come with me and just listen to him right just listen to him yep. because i was in that unique position where i had been not too many years prior so like that's one of those things where i think that's we as humans we need to be doing that as much as possible and I've seen you do that with uh, with people that have that have lost, including myself. Well, the odd part is we know we, we don't get a manual, we don't get to read. Oh this, God, this is how no. life's going to be. And yeah, it's it's it is a for those of you who haven't experienced losses like that, it is you cannot describe it, especially if you're a feeling 
empathetic or, or, or emotional kind of person. Yeah, yeah. You like if you care about it. people. Yeah, you can't. You just it, you cannot. It's uh, it's it's fucking weird. It's it, like it you is. said, it's, life it's is weird, hard to describe. It's, weird is a, is a proper term, but yeah. it sounds like it's not giving it enough reverence or something. But it's fucking weird. It's uh, the when uh, when the when the kid moved, you know, to Tucson. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to my mom about it, and she's like, yeah, I mean, I, I know what you're going through. And I said, Mom, it feels like I lost a limb. It feels like I need to learn how to live right. my life see, a different way. That's something that I will never, ever experience. Right. So I don't right. even pretend to act like like if, I, if you were missing your daughter, I would go, I don't know. You know yeah. I'm sorry. I, I cannot help you. I mean, I could be there to listen, but that's it. Because that's, that's a different kind of loss. It's like... Um, Something that you were charged by the universe and nature and biology and society to protect, mm-hmm. you now send out into this cold, dark, terrible fucking world. That right there, and then they're how far? How many fucking hundreds of miles away? That in and of itself is cra- is is just bonkers. Mm-hmm. And I understand why villages. Well, nobody ever left villages for until eighty thousand years sure. ago. So uh, there's, uh, but the, but there's another. There's there's a loss there. Of this person that was dependent upon you, mm-hmm. and 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 in my case, and I feel like most parents, this is true, whether they want to admit it or not, we depend on them too. Yep. Uh, you know, and and for there's a certain level of silent emotional support that comes from having your child sitting next to you and want to hang out with you and watch TV. Right. And it's yeah. something as simple as that. Yeah. It's very comforting, and when that's gone it's gone you know, it's, shit it's hard to yeah man i'm still have some issues here and there but like i've watching the kid grow and become a, an adult and take on adult responsibilities and deal with life and 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 make friends and lose friends and all that stuff it, it's 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 so amazing i'm not one of those people that is nostalgic for when my kid was little right like those oh, times I another were, little i want a baby again yeah i'm not that person yeah. i i every day she gets cooler and more interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the best part about having kids. I could see And some that people 100%. disagree with me on that. And I'm, I'm like, I just don't, I can't even wrap my mind around it. But yeah, like I, when I told my mom, it feels like I lost a limb. It's like I have to learn how to walk again. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and, and it's tough. And she's like, that's the best description I've ever heard of that. And I'm like, it's not empty nest. It's not that. Because mm-hmm. that's a temporary thing. No, this is, there's my life prior and now my life yeah. going forward and it's, it's it's not just a normal chapter it's a big chapter yeah yeah, yeah. So, and i and i'm really like don't know how people who have multiple children that go through that like how they can fucking deal with it especially yeah. if they're doing it alone which i know of a couple people that have three or more kids that they are single parents and as their kids slowly went away and went off and had their own lives they're just kind of left they're like jesus i define myself as a parent of three to four five kids and did it alone for decades, and now I don't. What the fuck? Who the fuck am I? So, last week we kind of did that last half of the show on loss. This is kind of a derivative of that too, I it guess, a, l- a little bit. Yeah. In a, in a way, how do we deal with it and that kind of stuff? So it's uh, similar. Yeah. But a little bit different. Loss. Di- different enough. Loss part two. Electric boogaloo. Yeah, actually, I think this was uh, in, more interesting and a little more detailed. Yeah. Um, before we sign off, though, because I think we probably should pretty soon, if you agree. Yeah, yeah. P- P- PSA, like, what's going on? Like, I'm going. If you people haven't seen it yet, you should go see. And Saturday, I'll be at uh, 
uh, Fiddler on the Roof. Oh, nice. Uh, Beale Street yeah. Theater's uh, playing. I got two tickets for that. So um, there's that, which is playing, I think, Friday and then Saturday as a matinee at 1, I think, and then 7, 7 or 8, 7. I don't even know. Look it up, people, if you want to go to it. Yes. Figure it out on your own. Um was there something else you want to look up? Uh, door? Are you guys at Blackbridge? Oh uh, yeah, on? Blackbridge. We've got some some cool shit this week. Um, actually, real quick, and the uh, weather's gonna be good starting third tomorrow's gonna be kind of cool again. Damn it! It snowed this morning, Joe. It did. Yes, it snowed this morning. Oh, that's great. <laughs> but but tomorrow's gonna be a little bit warmer, and then Thursday's gonna be like seventy degrees almost. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it's gonna be great weather coming up. So y'all be out there and having some fun. But what's going on at Blackbridge? All right, Blackbridge, Wednesday, April 5th, Trivia Night. Starts at 6. Okay. That's Thursday is I Am Hologram, my friend and our friend Rich. He's playing Wednesday night, but he's also playing, excuse me, Thursday night. He's playing down at Blackbridge on Thursday, but for our Havasu listeners, he'll be in Havasu on Wednesday night, tomorrow night, tonight. Jerry Havasu, you mean the, no, no, Kevin Havasu. Kevin Havasu, Jerry Havasu. Havasu. We should start calling Jeremy Jerry Havasu. Jerry Havasu. Okay, I'm sorry. So, I am Hogan. He's fantastic. It's Thursday, April 6th. Thursday at Blackbridge. So much fun. Yeah. And then Friday at. uh, It's first Friday. We've got Goodhart playing. Okay. Uh, and then Saturday is uh, Scott Yoakum, who's always a hoot, man. The guy's and talented Black, at, Black at Blackbridge. Okay. Those are all at Blackbridge. All right. And about the cellar door? And uh, the cellar door. I thought I saw a, a post. We should we should be more. Where are our show notes? Show notes? Too many notes. Yeah, you're, let's everybody laugh now. Really? You guys have show notes? Nope. Uh, actually, Saturday. Oh crap! I forgot about this. Yeah. Tasha and David are playing. Oh, that's right. On Saturday night. Yeah, Which I, I won't be there I'll because be there. I'll be at. I'll be at. Uh, otherwise, I would be there. I'll be at um, Fiddler on the Roof. Uh, and then if I were, go ahead. Singer songwriter uh, Abigail Compst at uh, that's first Friday. That's this Friday. Okay. At the wine bar. Uh, cellist Nick Brower oh, that's, uh, is playing Thursday evening I at the cellar I'll, door. I'd like to check out I Am Hologram and The Cellist. I'll have to go back yes. and forth. Yeah. Let's do that. I agree. Um, I want to say this one little thing, and um, I'm looking forward to the uh, subjunctive, subjunctive mood, sub, subjunctive mood being used correctly at the Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> if I were a rich man... If I was a rich man, if it's, I were, it's if I were a rich man, that's the thing. If I yeah. were a rich, that's the proper use of how you say these fucking sentences. Yes, not if I was a rich man. Real quick, something funny happened. And subjunctive ha- mood. Uh, subjunctive people. mood. Go ahead. I something funny, and this happens once a month. I just don't talk about it Your too period, much because that's it's funny once a month. Huh, yeah, better late than pregnant. <laughs> uh, no, um, Shakespeare on the Saskatchewan. Hey. Come on out to uh, see Shakespeare on the Saskatchewan. Incredibly happy to announce that we have been brewing up something for 2023 festival season with the great people at Blackbridge Brewery. <laughs> wait, so where? where is, wait, what, where? We got tagged in a post. Blackbridge Kingman got oh. tagged in a post that was meant for Blackbridge Canada. Oh, that's hilarious. This happens, like I said, it's once a month at that's least. so funny. But usually what happens is, is I will comment, hey, wrong Blackbridge Brewery, folks, with a smiley face, you know, thinking, you know, because it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> and normally they just delete the whole thing and start all over again, yeah. or I'll get a message, "Hey, sorry about that," because it's it's it, no matter what, it's still exposure for us. Well, they should it, just run with it and have fun well, with it. That's what they did today. Okay, 
Blackbridge Brewery, hey, thanks for thanks for this. By the way, if anyone's in Arizona and can't make it to Shakespeare <laughs> on the Saskatchewan, definitely go check these guys out for our Good. new and exciting collaboration in Canada. Follow this Blackbridge Brewery located in Swift's current Saskatchewan. I think that's funny. You guys can both leverage that I, back and that's, forth. And that's, I wanted to do that. That's only happened a handful of times because they've been open almost the exact same yeah, amount of time as that. Blackbridge Kingman. So anyway. I've done that too where I've, I've uh, tagged Cellar Door. There's a couple of the Cellar Doors yes, there on are. Facebook. And I won't quite see the the icon or whatever quite yeah boom there it goes and i'll check on going god damn it and i have to go back and erase it and find the right one and find the right one yeah Yeah. so anyway all right that's all i got that's all i got too have a good week folks Thank mm-hmm. you.